0: a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend. This is I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine.
1: This is Andrew Kaplan again calling from the Collection Agency. Farm, but they have no record of any insurance policy for you. In case you misplaced it, my phone number is four...
2: 4- That's it, three. Willie, it's Marcus.
1: It's that time of year again. Pack your shit,
2: Phoenix. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow let it snow let it snow man it doesn't show signs of stopping and i brought me some corn for popping the lights are turned way down low let it snow let it snow jesus christ can you make the cupid together for just 10 minutes
0: you know while this is recorded and airing after christmas um that's okay because this movie hear me out now is like the hair of the dog for your christmas hangover we'll get you back on your holiday feet just in time to ring in the new year greetings lookers welcome to this edition of i'll look at yours if you look at mine the podcast that's one part movie discussion one part game show where we never know what we're watching next. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at Red Hen Media One. Just look for that red hen icon. And our theme for series six is The Good, the Bad, and Tis the Season our daily double mashup of good-bad movies and Christmas movies. And today we'll be discussing Bad Santa uh, that currently is streaming on Pluto TV. But if you have access to either the unrated version, which is called Badder Santa, or the director's cut, I highly recommend watching those versions. So I guess we could call it a belated Christmas gift. Uh, I didn't capture any sound clips with chewing though there were plenty to choose from. Uh, This movie was a chewing sound assault on the ears. So I'm just going to go ahead and apologize to Devin now. Speaking of which, I'm here today with my distinguished co-hosts who are likely talking behind my back. So uh, why don't we join their conversation already in progress? Hey, gang. Hello. With us today, the provocative one,
3: Mr. Devin Schwartz. Hi, I'm Devin Schwartz, and the game is on, and welcome to what I believe is our first episode of
0: 2022. Uh, Yeah, Uh, so it should be right in there. Yeah, exactly. If I release it on schedule. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, the first episode of 2023. No, I I was going to (laughs) try to get it done before New Year's, but that's like a, a fool's errand, probably, so. We'll see. Maybe there'll be a post-Christmas miracle. Here, here, I'll
3: do a clean record. Welcome to our last recording
0: of 2021. And now you can just
3: pick between the two and whichever is appropriate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, and so, you know, there was uh, four children and uh, two naughty children are gone and two good, nice children remain. So the game is yeah. on, and we'll see who. Oh, there can be only one. So we'll see. Now, we're missing, uh, of course, Cat uh, Ramirez and um, Jim Scott tonight, but with us, we're lucky to have my good friend and a good little boy, uh, current Who Dundee champion, the incendiary, James Pepe.
4: Oh, man. If only I were a little boy. <laughs> yes, I'm James Pepe. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but. Christmas, like, music seems to fall into two sort of categories, like, sort of like traditional, like, traditional slash religious, and then the other ones, which is, like, people that want to have sex with Santa. I I've, this, falls <laughs> into the, this falls into the, the ladder, I think.
0: Or, yeah, uh, the, the ladder. Yeah, where most yeah, of us yeah. truly, really uh, rest our heads on Santa's lap there <laughs> yeah, in that, right, in that yeah. circle of influence, as it were. Yeah. Um, so welcome, guys. Thanks for um, being with me on the day before. We're recording this the day before uh, New Year's Eve, right? Indeed. Yep. So you guys have any big New Year's Eve plans? Plan to work.
3: I'll be at work as the clock turns over. So, oh, oh that's... Yeah.
0: That's so such a uh, kind of... Uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Dystopian <laughs> way to kick yeah. off the new year in the time the parl in the parlance of our times. Yeah, I'm
3: I'm a, the main character of a Christmas movie before the halfway point when you like realize the meaning of Christmas. I'm just at, at work when I'm, you know instead of being with my family.
4: humbug just always working right. Except you're not like fabulously wealthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the
4: only difference. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Yep, we got to put more and more twists onto Dickens' uh, story refreshing <laughs> yeah, it up exactly. yeah. so yeah okay well um why don't we see if there's speaking of uh dystopian why don't we see what's going on in the world uh by looking at some headlines
2: extra extra extra, extra. read all about it
0: okay Devin, um what did you find today in the news so i found some some breaking news here uh malls
3: across america hire same bargain santa and elf get robbed days later no common thread discovered thus far
0: right <laughs> yeah
4: right <laughs> they're in
3: late
0: yeah nobody catches them yeah after like the, the third or fourth times the
3: perfect crime don't hide their names or anything about their identity or try to be stealthy in any way the perfect crime <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wonder what would have really been lost if this had been like their, their second attempt at doing this rather than their seventh.
3: Yeah. Not sure. I guess the washed upness of the main character,
0: perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somewhere somewhere their decision was made. I'm not sure if it was the right one or not. Very well, you good. We wouldn't,
4: uh, wouldn't have Bernie Mac cracking the case wide open.
0: Oh yeah. It requires the keen uh Batman like detective skills. <laughs> yeah, right. Of a, of a cup of a mock yeah of a constipated mall cop <laughs> the constipation theme was just ongoing um yeah so any anything uh stuck in the in the tubes of the daily news there uh pepe no i found this r- ripped ripped straight from the headlines um uh
4: Thanks. you're right yeah uh movie movie makes bold claim that people who look different from you are funny.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 75 yeah. percent of people agree <laughs> according to rotten tomatoes oh you guys looked that up too yeah well um i that that seems like a prompt for discussion um however first why don't we give people some context which is uh sorely needed in this case Um, by doing a little segment I like to call the rundown. Just faxing. My dad. A rundown. Our boss, Charles Minor, just demanded a rundown, and... Jim from the office just handed the dossier to me. So I guess I'm gonna have to uh, show Jim what a rundown can be. Oh, the rundown we have today. Uh, this movie is called Bad Santa, which is a comedy crime drama uh, released in 2003. Um, the rating is rated R for pervasive language, strong sexual content, and some violence. And if you like all of that, there's an unrated version that's also very popular, Bad or Santa. Uh, it runs 99 minutes, which was apparently put together without the director's help uh, Terry Zweigoff. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, but they did uh, do kind of an apology cut, a director's cut by him that ran 88 minutes. So um, if you want to maximize your bad Santa running time, you want to go with batter Santa. Does he also become a baseball player in that one? Batter. Uh, yeah, exactly. You, oh, that has to be was... why he was cast in that <laughs> remake. Maybe he gets deep fried at some point. They're like, oh, well, bad is in the title of both, so. He's, uh,
4: he's, he's like, he gets beaten up by his significant other. He's he's battered. Oh, jeez. You 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 started it. (laughs) This is your fault, then.
0: It's worth a chuckle. Yeah. Moving on. It was funny enough. It'll suffice. So the synopsis, as the French say, I don't know if that's true. That's that um, how they say it. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, write us a letter. Um, a miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. But they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. That's sort of what happens. Directed by Terry Zweigoff. I'm just going to run with uh, saying it that way. Uh, writing credits, Glenn Ficara or Ficara and John Requi- Requa. I think that's a Q. It's either Requa or Regua. Uh, I am not familiar with either of their work, and I didn't actually look them up.
4: am not familiar um, with either of those letters.
0: Yeah. I guess I could click the button and see, but oh well. <laughs> no um, way. Eh. I don't know. I might sometimes those lead to uh, like surprises, like oh, he wrote that. But sometimes it's like yeah, that was that was it. Um, who knows? Uh, go ahead and do it yourself and write us say an email. So this is starring, of course, Billy Bob Thornton, who was like apparently like fifth in line for the role, but everyone else turned it down. Um, it was kind of like that with the studios too. Uh, Tony Cox. Um, who you might remember as one of the dink dinks from, um, um, oh, what's his name? I'm doing the name thing again. Uh-oh. Uh, Mel Brooks is space, Star Yeah. From Spaceballs. He was one of those fellows, um, from that. Oh, really? That's, was he? Yeah. That was what is, it came up under his known for,
4: okay.
0: um, so we got Brett Kelly, who's the kid who was actually the only award winner out of this movie Uh, of all the awards they were nominated for, which was 12 awards. He was the only winner. It was for a good best first performance. Uh, Let me see the PFCS award, best performance by a youth in a lead or supporting role. Um, And then he kind of worked a couple more times after that. And then he was in the sequel. Of course, Uh, Lauren Graham, who I don't really know from other stuff, but she was great in this. Uh, Lauren Tom was in a few things. Bernie Mac, we know from the Kings of Comedy fame and um, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. And John Ritter, who this was his last performance in a feature film. And R.I.P. John Ritter, also tragically gone too soon. And then a notable uh, role by A.J., Naidu from Office Space, which was a, a movie that's very close to my heart. And Chloris Leachman does a notable and memorable turn as the grandma who let me make some sandwiches, is her yeah, catchphrase line. Chloris Leachman, so the, great. Uh, also also now tragically gone, very, very recently. Chloris Leachman as the
3: only character she basically ever plays. She's always just like crazy grandma and she does it really well. I'm She's not, good at it. it. She does an amazing job. She did yeah. it
0: for like 30 years too. Like she's been doing <laughs> yeah. that thing for a long time.
3: Yeah. It was like funny when she was like 50 and doing it and then she actually like became a grandma.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was some like Halloween movie my wife threw on that was a very like old, like, you know, four, three straight to TV cable, like movie. I'm doing scare quotes. <laughs> it was probably filmed on video, and sure enough, the crazy grandma was Cloris Leachman. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Nice. I was just gobsmacked. Um, Ethan Phillips plays the kid's jailbird dad. I had to include him because uh, he's Neelix on Star Trek Voyager, um, and I'm a Voyager really? fan. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you have his face in your mind, you yeah, imagine some makeup on him, and there's, there's your Neelix.
4: I recognized his voice, but I couldn't place him. And that's exactly, yeah, okay. That makes sense
0: now. Yeah, it's totally him. Yeah, you won't be able to unsee that one. Um, Some trivia. This is kind of sad and dark. Billy Bob Thornton has said that he was genuinely intoxicated during some of the filming. So method acting, I guess. Uh, In the escalator fall scene, he actually passed out after drinking three glasses of red wine for breakfast, followed by vodkas and cranberry juice then a few bud lights if i drank that much i would probably die of alcohol poisoning but uh you know you, they say you have to have your uh um what is it you build up a, an immunity to it over time what yeah is it tolerance called? yeah yeah you're tolerant i see i don't even know the word for it i'm not a, i'm not a, i can't i'm not good at drinking i like being drunk i'm just not good at drinking <laughs> just it's not totally a skill but... i'm good at
4: you're like the guy in an airplane who has the drinking problem. And you just can't get it into your mouth.
0: <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my problem. Yeah, I just can't do it. Um, I already said this. This was John Ritter's final act in performance forms in a movie. Um, but I'll say it again because John Ritter was a genius and uh, he was definitely gone way too soon. I imagine he would have had just even starting with this kicked off just a huge, huge comeback for him that. He'd probably still be enjoying to this day if he were still around. Um, the, <laughs> this is a funny one. The Czech Republic's title for this film translates as Santa is a pervert. Um, so <laughs> okay. that's yeah. just kind yeah. of nice. a, worth a chuckle, right? Uh, throughout the film, there are several hints to Bernie Mac's character having chronic constipation. I did notice. He eats oranges, makes his stool softener God. into his drinks, etc. Yeah, the God, chewing. We'll oranges. get to that, Devin. Yeah, I know. I you you came to mind re- instantly and the salad scene. Already takes. haunting me.
4: <laughs> are oranges a constipation cure? I
3: didn't know fiber. That. They got a lot
4: of fiber.
0: Yeah, oh, that's why okay. they have oranges on the metamucil thing or whatever. Um. So oh. the word "fuck" and its variations are used one hundred and fifty-nine times in the movie. The word "shit" appears seventy-three times amid a uh, total of approximately three hundred profanities. So um, Uh, if you enjoy that, uh, the colorful use of the English language, you'll probably enjoy that. The unrated version of the film furthers the record for the most profanities in a Christmas film. Uh, So they just broke their own record, I guess is what they're saying, including 170 uses of fuck, 74 uses of shit, 31 uses of ass, 10 uses of bitch, and uh, one use of bastard and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, in variable form. So uh, oh, good for them. They they hold that award. Uh why why don't I actually ring that up
4: just barely uh just barely squeaked out on uh just barely beat uh, It's a Wonderful Life on the profanity.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Just edged them out of that one. Yeah, just yeah it was it was close. Up. It was close, you know. They had to another,
3: uh, uh, I was gonna say another I have another fun fact about uh, profanity in, in Christmas movies. Uh just because we're not going to talk about it this season, Home Alone. Uh Joe Pesci almost didn't take the role after he found out that he couldn't curse on in the movie. And the director was the one who talked to it, like talked him into it and told him like like taught him to do the shibba from a thing that he does in the movie to like fake cuss basically because he like could not totally. physically get through the scenes without cussing. Oh, and man. so there was many outtakes where he just you know threw a bunch of curse words. I
0: bet they did a lot of kid. uh a voiceover If he did actually curse on a good tape, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe. a lot of the time it wasn't always. I, I remember him getting hit and doing that, and maybe it wasn't so much close up on his face on a lot of that. But yeah, isn't that what like the, the old like Warner Brothers uh, animated cartoons used to do when they curse? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to say uh, the cowboy. I forget his name. Oh, you're you're yeah, 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 somebody Sam. Yeah, he was the one who did that a lot, I think. Russell freaking Rockington. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, one more little trivia note before we move on from our rundown: uh, the parking lot behind the department store, uh, which is featured in many scenes, is the same parking lot uh, at the Del Amo Mall where Robert De Niro shoots Bridget Fonda in Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown, 1997, which is one of his most underrated films, in my opinion. Wow! I'll Famous just toss my opinion behind. There
4: Mall scene. I thought for sure you were going to say
3: Jaws. (laughs) It's funny. I thought for sure you were going to say Back to the
0: Future. It's a very famous mall parking lot in that movie. I think that was in Marin, actually. Oh yeah, Mill Valley. Yeah, it was our way in our neighborhood. That's where the Libyans are, right? That's right. I don't know how how they they found us in that movie, (laughs) but they found us, Marty. Yeah, right. Plutonium.
3: The Libyans looking for that plutonium. Those
4: Libyans.
3: So, there's one thing I know about Libyans, I love plutonium, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
4: right. Right, right to us, Libya. Tell us why you need so much plutonium. Yeah,
0: it's a different Libya today. (laughs) Um, It's probably going to be a different Libya tomorrow, (laughs) from what I understand. (laughs) Um, So, let me give you gamers one that you'll enjoy a goof. And uh, somebody was on the ball enough to notice this one. The one kid that says he wants Nintendo Deer Hunter 3 for Christmas. he says he wants Nintendo Deer Hunter 3 yeah. for Christmas, but that game is available only for the PC. Oh, Devin already knows this. That game's only yep. available I for the PC. Owned, I own Deer Hunter 3. I, I'm so glad I included that then. Yeah, not a not a Nintendo game. I, I didn't anticipate you would know that specifically, but I thought you would find it funny. That's, that's interesting that you actually know that. So I know, right?
4: No QA right? on this movie? No QA?
3: Seriously, where's the script supervisor? Jeez.
4: Also, back then, I mean,
3: there were virtually no shooters on Nintendo consoles anyway. Like, that, you couldn't find a shooter on a Nintendo console because they were going for the whole, like, family thing. So, like, I mean, other than Duck Hunt, there wasn't, like, it
0: really any shooters. So they wouldn't... they wouldn't Yeah, have yeah. it was the only then. game the gun was for. Yeah. That, I mean, well, there may have been a, another one, but I don't remember. Maybe the one that was in Back
3: to the Future too. Yeah, 2003 and, would have been, like, N60... Maybe GameCube at the latest. You can get, you can get
4: a... a you could get Doom on Nintendo 64. Doom 64.
3: So Oh, I guess so. It was Doom 64. Yeah. yeah. I guess. And then actually, and I know Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 did come out for GameCube. So if it was GameCube era, there were some I guess. All right. That's fair.
4: Nerd.
0: Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad that I I almost didn't include that fact. I'm so glad that I did. Okay. Why don't we figure out um who done it? Oh man. Yeah, let's this is do a that. mystery. Yeah, conundrum. Let's figure it out. (music) Who does it? That's right. We have reached the segment of the show where we reveal. uh, Well, we guess and reveal uh, who submitted this feature film. Now, since it is the last week of the series. Uh, we all know that it was indeed me uh, who done it. So, uh, and it was in the library with the candlestick. Um, so, ta-da! <laughs> but uh, later a, in the show,
4: we needed a Bernie Mac to figure this one out.
0: Yeah, this was a this was a case worthy of Bernie's uh, yeah right. investigatory skills. Investigatory? I think that's a word. Sure. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll accept it. The judges will accept it. Great. Um, yeah, so um, but now that we know who done it, it's time to find out why done it.
3: You say
0: you got some to do? Uh literally the the first movie that popped into mind when this category came up was Bad Santa. And probably because it had the word bad in the title, I do admit. <laughs> oh yeah. That. that math checks out. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to to, uh, nab that up as soon as I could. And luckily, it was streaming somewhere. Although I imagine um, the TV version. Did you guys watch the TV version on Pluto? Or did you watch uh, one of the other versions? I'm just curious. According
3: to my Roku, it was not on Pluto. So I got the Amazon version. But I don't know. My Roku might have just not known.
0: No, probably. Okay. It probably um, switched out then, over the course of the thing. I, I have that movie, so possible. I didn't have to stream it. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure what version I have. I better double check, actually. Um, and had you guys seen it before? I had not. I would only vaguely heard of it. Even I, I hadn't really even heard of it. Oh, interesting. Uh, and I'm yeah. very curious about your opinion on this one because there's I got a lot of mixed up that... with a lot of other movies. <laughs> Like you were, yeah, like you were, th- like, Bad News Bears?
3: Well, I was thinking, like, Bad Fred Bears. Claus.
0: For some reason, I kept
3: thinking about Fred Claus, which I also have not okay. seen. Okay. And, like, a couple, there's, like, kind of a, 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 like, collection of, like, you know, like, Santa. Like, I thought it was a movie about Santa, like, actual Santa. And so I, that's, like, where my mind was going. Like, there's a lot of movies about, like, sort of concept of Santa not being, like, a great guy. It's, like, not an uncommon theme. I mean, even, even in one Claus of our other movies that. that we
0: did on this show. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um yeah, uh well that's interesting. Um so anyway, for me I had seen this in the theater when it came out and thought it was hilarious and I liked the people behind it and um it's one of those irreverent films that really pushes the line uh, that they were really doing a lot of those in the early 2000s I feel like. This type of fair was like coming into its own and becoming popular. But anyway, it's it's been one of the Christmas movies that uh, I watch uh, during Christmas time. Um, my wife and I both enjoy watching this one together, and it's just uh, for a good laugh. And um, we really like the performances in it as well. And uh, there's a lot of quotable lines, I think. So I was curious what you guys thought about this one because it's one of the ones that I really like. However, I will readily admit that this has some elements that I'm thought might be off-putting to you the chewing sounds for one Devin but um since you said you yeah. haven't seen it I'm very curious what your first watch take uh on Bad Santa is
3: my overall thoughts were that the core concept of like you know here's here's this small Santa who's sort of a degenerate drunk who's like robbing places like and then meets a kid and it kind of turns his life around that is like a fine concept that's a strong base for a movie I think where it goes wrong, the biggest thing it does wrong is that like 90% of the movie is just like, he is the worst human being you've ever witnessed. And he's just horrible and unredeemable and horrible and horrible. And then the last like 15 minutes of the movie, boom, let's redeem him. And it really didn't feel earned. It felt like there was just way too much building up of how just horrible he is. And so that like quick turnaround, now he's a good guy, seemed really weird to me and didn't quite land the the whole idea and like he isn't really sympathetic at all like they, they, they give him one sympathetic quality the fact that he was abused as a child but it's not really leaned on and so it's just like yeah he's just horrible and he loves being horrible and then at the very end oh now he's a good guy end credits <laughs> that's how it felt to me I can't hear you Ben.
0: oh sorry I wasn't stepping on the uh, pedal um, I I'll give you everything except that he loved being horrible. I think he just was kind of just horrible, and I don't know if he was wallowing in it so much as just that's his nature. But everything yeah. else you said, which is ninety percent of it, I'll I'll take that that that's a valid uh, takeaway. I think. But um, I I'm curious what Pepe thinks of this movie. Had had now it wasn't clear. You I'm assuming you've seen this before. But I do you like it? Do you hate this it before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: I don't remember when I saw it before, but I did. I have seen it before. Um, man, I feel really bad because I really feel like we're going to dogpile on you on this one. Um, I really, really don't like this movie. Um, this is probably one of my least favorite movies I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> I really. really oh, like interesting. It. I chose a good one. Yeah. So bad, bad, <laughs> not bad, good. Let me uh, switch my ear things in real quick. I forgot to do that.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It's um. I really can't wait to hear I, what Cat has to say now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know her grade, and I'm very confused by her grade, but I won't spoil it.
4: You know, I, I, um, I, I looked at uh, there uh, that people like this movie is like confounding to me, and that people who, uh, I sort of like. Go and look at for like second opinions about movies. Also, seem to like this movie. At at least, you know, they're, it's not like they're, they don't think it's the best movie of all time or anything, but they Uh find some redeeming qualities in it that I just don't see. Um, and so I, this, so this is only my second time seeing it, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, i I get the sense that I'm that it's either not working on me or that I'm missing something essential to it. That is, that's like not letting me kind of crack it. Um, I wonder
0: if this is similar to your feelings at all on the uh, um, the vampire film that we watched, not Dracula, the 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 comedy one, the mockumentary. Oh. Oh, we the oh maybe, well, is the comedy m- similar there because i'm i'm curious um
4: no it's not i no it's not um i don't think i the like mockumentaries i for me they just they just like wink at the camera way too much they just like and too much fourth just wall. um yeah and it's uh it's also just it has like I, that sort of like improvy kind of feel to it comes through a little bit too strongly for me. Um, I remember you saying that before. Movies.
0: Well, your your opinion is consistent.
4: Yeah. Um, this This movie, um, well, I guess I could I could give you a whole laundry list of the reasons that I don't like it. But well, I don't there's know three if of us here, so free.
0: I know you feel free. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. Because here, well, real quick, let me preface this. So I saw this movie in 2003 when it came out in the theater and had a laugh with it. And it wasn't ever like, oh, Bad Santa is one of my top movies. However, I liked it then. And um, I never have really, you know, put it kind of on the table and dissected it before. You know, it was always just like, oh, here's this quotable line from this movie. And uh, just kind of watched it on TV as it comes up. Um, And it is part of my collection because we ended up watching it enough. Um, so the analysis here will be interesting. And I do fully, um, admit that there are, they lean into, um, pushing the line on as far as like social topics and stuff like that go. Um, so I'll say that. So I don't want to say too much more because I'd rather hear what you, what you guys think at this point. So go ahead. Oh, okay. I thought Pepe was still, uh, he was going to do his laundry list. Uh, but do you want to? Do you have something? Yeah, go uh, ahead, Devin. Wanna... Go ahead. Yeah, go, exactly. Go uh, ahead, Devin.
3: Yeah, well, well, just speaking of like comedy not landing, I think that that is kind of the biggest thing for me with this movie is that a lot of the like sort of archetypes of humor that they're going for don't really do it for me. So there's like one archetype is like adult man is speaking, you know, uh, uh, vulgar vulgar. Vul- Vulgar, ver, what, what's the adverb of vulgar? Vulgarly, vulgarly. vulgarly. There's got to be. Okay, anyway, he is using vulgar Vulgularly, language towards a child. If you want to just sketch like, it out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like one field of comedy, just like man speaks with adult words to non-adults. Like that is one type of comedy that's going for. The other one is yes, like children are acting toward adult, like. They are an adult, you know, they are speaking
0: with those yes. terms, and they like, do do you know, that,
3: yeah. And like, both like of the those kid who gets caught just,
0: shoplifting and the kid in the, the the bully yeah. kids, and yeah, yeah, I did notice yeah, that, yeah. yes.
3: Uh, though, neither of those really do it for me. Uh, the like heavy use of the R slur, which I take serious offense to, I really don't like, uh. That's a that's a
4: product of the time, though
3: I think. I mean, yeah, partially, but like it was kind of bad always. But yeah, it it was not considered as bad as it is now. Back yeah. then. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wonder
0: I, if this movie would even be made now. I I, because th- at that I time, mean, like this was this weird era where movies like that somehow existed. Like, have you? Ha- I don't this, think you've yeah. seen as good as it gets. Have you, Devin? it's not as vulgar not. as this, but the character is similar in that he's just a really awful person. This, this um, movie has
4: the, has like the feel of the like late nineties, early aughts, like definitely. super
0: edgelord. Exactly. Fucking, exactly. Like, it's yeah. all
3: shock value. I mean, that's, that's the other thing is like almost all the comedy relies on you being like my pearls, <laughs> as they say, it. you know, like it's, it's yes. very heavily relying on you being shocked by the thing that's happening on screen. And, uh, while it was shocking it was not in a way that was like enjoyable you know it wasn't that the, the right type of shock it was just like oh he's saying fuck to a child again help yes <laughs> um and then like <laughs> yes yes, yes <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of the a lot of the characters are just like weird for no reason they're just sort of strange and like like john Ritter well, does not like, we'll, like we'll expound on that performance yeah, John Ritter has an incredible performance, but there's a lot of like, like just weird idiosyncrasies about his character that are like, uh, I don't know, they're they're not really funny. They're just sort of like, okay, he's just sort of a sort of a weird guy, and like almost every character is like that. Even the even Bernie Max character, like, there's no reason for him to have this whole constipation storyline, and it doesn't really land as a joke. It's like kind of ambiently funny, I guess. But it's like, it, it, it's just sort of there. And it's like, we just need to give him something to do with his hands in this scene. So he's eating an orange and now he's, you know, mixing up some uh, uh, stool softener. I, I don't know. A lot of it was just like, I was just sort of confused throughout the entire thing. The, the the scene in the bar parking lot with the guy who assaults him and then the kid saves him. Yeah. made no sense to me. I have no, literally, me. I watched this with my mom. Me and my mom after that scene were like, the fuck was that we were both just like what what was happening there was that meant to be a depiction of sexual assault by that man was he trying to sexually assault him or like what happened we just it wasn't explained enough to be funny Anyway, I can't, I in
0: can't, the um in the it was the, device. the
3: bar he's like stared down by the guy in the bar and then he follows him out and he says i'm not gay and then he like attacks him oh that yeah 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 okay very
0: odd um but yeah, he but was making. He things. was making a reference to uh, Office Space, uh, the movie. In that, um, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to mention the okay. rewrite of this was done by uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Are you Cohen Cohen brothers? I was, Pepe, I was or are you not shocked brothers
4: to see that. I I'm shocked and dismayed, actually, to be honest. Uh, on that scene, I, I I love the Cohen. No, just the oh, that again, they rewrote like, it. I, okay, yeah, I love the Cohen brothers and. Uh, a lo- and a lot of their movies, some of them aren't that great, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, but like, yeah, I was just like, what, how they, how, why did they get in, yeah, or, yeah, or like, I think in the, in the movie, that the version that I watched, it said that, they that it was produced by them.
0: Oh, And okay. that sort of made some that. sense, because, yeah,
4: because uh, of, what's his name, Billy Bob, uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton is in a ton of their movies. Um, and so it made sense that they were reproducing it because of
0: him that's what I said um, when I like like this creative team um, but yes to answer Devin's point you have to be willing to ride along with quirky characters because that's kind of their like wheelhouse um, have you seen a yeah. lot of
3: Cohen Brothers movies no I actually just googled their filmography I don't they think are, I've seen a single
0: one it would make a lot more sense to you like even like learn like their kind of filmic language um if you've seen some of their movies this the characterization those characterizations that you notice that you're like what the fuck are like par for the course for them that's kind of that's one I, of their things like west anderson like, has like his like st- like visual style kind of you know this is part mm-hmm. of their style that they're known for
3: I have vague recollections of seeing Burn after reading, but I also remember distinctly being confused by it, being very oh, confused. That movie by is
4: so <laughs> funny, though. Oh man, is that a good movie?
0: <laughs> I don't recall reading really a comedy. Don't. That's how oh, it that's was how definitely a comedy. Was. Okay. Yeah, they pit pretty much do comedy dramas a lot of the time. Is their maybe their thing? Um, but always the quirkiness uh, is it takes the lead. Um, which I love, but I mean, I, that's okay if you had your reaction to it too. And that's valid too. Um, Pepe, what, what, oh, that scene. Yeah. I was actually sitting there thinking like, man, that scene didn't age well. Um, when I was watching it, you know, and, uh, I was like, man, I, I, like, I I always think in terms of like editing, you know, well, that's one of the, I, at at this point I was thinking in terms of editing, I was like, man, could you cut that out? like, in, a, like, a different version or whatever, like, you know, um, and still have it work. But no, you can't. And I feel like they filmed it that one way on purpose so that it couldn't be cut out. Because I was like, if you filmed any other version of putting that guy together with that kid, the editor or the producers or whatever probably would have used it. But since, like, there was only, like, one way they shot it, it was one maybe one of these things where they decided to shoot it like that way one like do one way so you can't like edit around it you have to include it so it wouldn't hit the cutting room floor
4: What? well i remember what i remember the scene we were guys talking about now i mm-hmm. remember at the time being confused by it because i didn't know why that guy was like upset with him i, I was there some Scene... he's just a
0: crazy basically he's somebody I think, who has oh,
4: so there wasn't anyone in the like there was that was the first time we see that character right or did i just miss yeah, it? No, just, they just was... they like
0: to like hint that there's a history there without actually saying anything. they probably wrote out a whole character okay. sheet a character backstory that they didn't show you but the... he was traumatized by santa at some point i, I i'm assuming you know i guess so yeah yeah, The way
3: that I, the best guess I had at the time and the way I read it was that it was sort of a like problematic depiction of the idea of like a self-hating homosexual, which is like a, a real thing that totally happens. Like someone's raised in a bad environment, they are homosexual, they don't get the opportunity to explore that at all. And so they like repress it and then like they commit sexual assault against men. And like, that's a real horrible thing that happens in real life. And that was them like trying to make a joke about that. Like this guy is a repressed homosexual who is yes. assaulting this man in a parking lot as a way to like, like
0: get out. Or his even frustration. further, he was like molested by a Santa in the past or something like yeah, that. that. Like could another also bad, like an undertone. Yeah, but either way, I very there was, a, there was a re yeah, exactly. There was a reason I was like, could you edit around this? scene? Like, it just didn't seem like out of all the things that, that were included in this and some of which i agree with more than others and some of which i find hilarious um that was the one that i was like yeah that was that wasn't yeah, like it, a, a necessary thing to include
3: it feels like it could have just been a mugging like that would have worked perfectly fine like just have him be mugged and have the kid run up and and stop the mugging like it could have been any other kind of assault it doesn't it didn't have to be some like weird sexual assault thing I, it was very strange
0: yeah or just uh even like a uh outraged mother or something like the the one from the salad. Yeah that
3: would have yeah made even more sense. Yeah.
0: Yep. No, I fully agree. Um yeah so let's continue uh analyzing this thing. Uh what other I'm curious what Cap points were I mean, oh okay. This time, uh, yeah, yeah this is a great time to actually uh I, I'm also curious what Jim thinks I'll have to ask him um assuming he watched this I'm yeah. I'm curious where he he what he would think on all this. Um, I think what I'll try to do with Jim is get him to record his thoughts and I'll just kind of play them. Uh, but we won't have the benefit of knowing that uh, uh, for the rest of our conversation. But we do have Cat's response, which we'll we'll see what she thought. Have you watched this yet, Devin? I have not, no. I only Okay, it. so we'll, we'll find out now.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cat's Corner once again. Um, I'll be sharing my thoughts on the movie Bad Santa. Um, So first off, I'll I'll say that this is not my first time watching this movie. I've seen this movie quite a few times throughout the years. Um, And the second thing, um, you know, for anyone who's listening and you're thinking about movies to watch with your family, just be aware this is not a very kids-friendly, family-friendly movie. Um, This is definitely (laughs) raunchy and adult humor. Um, So if, as long as you're aware and you know that, um, this is definitely, you know, a movie that is meant to be kind of, uh, that is definitely raunchy and, um, comedic. And, um, I personally, you know, had fun, I've always had a fun time watching this movie. It's definitely different from other Christmas movies that are very wholesome and innocent and, you know, again, more family-friendly oriented. Um, but, this is one of those movies that have a lot of kind of dark sense of humor, which I appreciate at the same time, there's no denying that the the main character of, you know, bad Santa says, you know, has these lines that are without a doubt problematic, but again, this character is supposed to be kind of problematic. This character is not supposed to be good. We're not supposed to like him. So um, uh, I'm sure you guys may have a discussion about whether or not some of the scenes or the things that he said or were, were okay to have in the movie, um, but it's definitely in the vein of humor in the vein of um, someone who is a very deeply flawed character that we're not really supposed to like. Um, that being said, you know, towards the end of the movie, we, um, you know, he kind of turns uh, a corner and, um, in regards to what he carries in life and his relationships and the way he kind of uh, views himself, he seems to start caring for the, the little kid in the movie. Um, so it's kind of still has a good message or kind of a heartfelt message at the end of the movie that makes it you know more like a typical Christmas movie but um, but yeah, overall I just I thought it was a fun funny movie to watch. Um, you know, um, definitely miss Bernie mac Uh rest in peace, Bernie mac Uh, it was great to see him and um and see him act again. So um yeah, I mean, overall I thought it was a fun, good, bad movie that fits this genre of um of our season movies um really well. So uh, look forward to hearing what you guys have to say.
3: Uh, yeah, this this movie's got the great message of uh, you should invite drunk men into your home because they might be nice to you someday. That's the moral—that's <laughs> the moral takeaway.
4: I, at least Ben has, has has somewhere in this corner now. It seems
0: um, I have a feeling that J- Jim probably also liked the wry, crazy humor of this film. Um, but um, yeah, I think I, that I'm in the silent majority here. Uh, well at least according to the oh I forgot to mention the Rotten Tomatoes scores on the rundown yeah, it's it was like a solid 75 on both sides so um, there was 25% either pearl clutching or not their type of humor and 75% uh, were the people who did enjoy it which I thought was kind of interesting I, thought, I would have thought it would have been higher rated considering it was such a, a lauded movie for the time and such a success um but I'll I'll be curious to to hear what Jim has to say when I talk to him about it. Um, hopefully he'll be around later and we can wrangle him into a, a demo game or something. But we'll see. I,
3: I do want to disagree with Kat's point. I mean, she kind of contradicts herself in her own thing. Not, you know, I don't want to throw shade at Kat. But she she says that we're not supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. But then and that's like her way of excusing all the horrible stuff he does. But then she also says he's redeemed at the end. So like... We are supposed to like him. By the end of the film, you are you have to Mm, the film hinges on you liking the guy because No, liking it's a redemption story. The whole movie is Uh, about redemption. It's the
0: theme. Have you seen Bad Lieutenant? No. (laughs) You don't you do exactly. You do not have to like the character that is redeemed at the end. You don't have to come away liking them. That's not necessary for a redemption. What do you watch the movie for then? I don't understand what, why you watch it. You get it. You do you. Well, I mean, someone might be entertained by the antics of the character or just the idea of how bad they're pushing, like crossing the line. Uh, Pepe might say either like people that like, uh, like edgy humor or, or edge Lords, right. Might think that that's funny. Um, but um, the redemption itself is part of the structure. You, you should at least be entertained by the character. So whether or not that landed is, is, um, is separate from, from whether or not you like him at the end, were you entertained by him, is the more important question. Uh, in your case, I would think maybe not. Yeah, didn't find it entertaining. No, exactly. No, the, the, yeah, the a lot of people does. do. Does that surprise you?
3: yeah, kind of I mean, the just the brand of bad that he is doesn't doesn't seem entertaining. Like, for example, like you're gonna take another movie about a very different movie, but about a a evil character Joker. like what whatever you think about that film, the reason it is fun to watch him be objectively evil is that the the thing he is being evil against is like the system. It's like a system that we see like just horribly oppress him. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, what you're doing is wrong, and I know it's wrong, but also you are you are punching up in a in a way like you are attacking the people who have hurt mm-hmm. you. Okay. Whereas in this film, we see Bad Santa just attack ab- absolute innocence at all turns. I mean, okay, sometimes he's a, he's oh. going he's re- not all flashing all. Out against the children who are yeah who are horrible, but he's almost like, like chaotic neutral, like
0: whatever is there, he's going to destroy it, good or bad basically. Yeah. Is yeah. that chaotic I, uh, neutral? Is that, did I, did I get that term right?
3: I feel like that's closer to chaotic evil. If you're just like, is that object, right? Like okay. everything is the same and you're just attacking it all equally. Well, chaotic be, no, no, because he's not,
0: his intent isn't really you. there though. Isn't, doesn't it have to do with intent? It's just like, almost like a force of nature that is just going to like, you know, like a, a tornado is just going to destroy anything. Right. So. Chaotic well, neutral.
4: New, neutral characters want to like Let's have a D and discussion.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's
4: talk about the terrible
0: uh fucking
4: uh what do you call it? Alignment structure. The alignment structure, exactly. Yeah. That no yeah, one think, ever
0: quite understands.
4: Like neutral characters want to have like a balance between good and good and bad, right? They want to. No. But aren't they Are part they, of nature? Some of them? they want to like maintain that or something.
0: But it, like, but they may not even be like conscious though. Like, you know, a tree doesn't know it wants to maintain things, right?
4: I guess so, but I don't. But trees don't have alignments.
0: Only like sentient yeah,
4: things have. I think.
0: Um, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I guess
4: you're. No, I mean, right. uh,
0: tree a bad example, but like, a, like I said first, like a tornado or something, like a force of nature or something. You know. Yeah. Well, it's neutral in that uh, it doesn't have an intent, but it's chaotic and can. We got to get to the bottom of this. This we have to be the ones know, that crack this riddle. <laughs> <laughs> to the pathfinder facebook forum well, i
3: think i think the first part exactly. of it is about intent and the second part is about the result because like like if you're a lawful character your intent is always to follow the law but if you're lawful evil the result of your intent is that bad things happen so your your intent is lawful but the results are evil because you are committing evil acts so like the intent of a tornado is chaotic there is no intent or, I guess, right. neutral. It's neutral. But the that's result the is neutrality. Evil it, it, so it's neutral evil. But the result it, can
0: be good if it yeah. destroys the evil wizard's tower or something. That's true. So that's maybe the just chaotic. chaotic part. I, think, I think acts chaotic of God neutral. are
3: all true neutral. Yeah. Acts of God and arson is not yeah. the gods
0: I think,
4: of D&D. <laughs> no, I think neutral people want to maintain a bad. Like, I if think if you're right. If, you're if you're there's, there's too much bad, they fight against it. And if there's too much good, they also fight against it. Yeah, that's what neutral characters want. They want like balance. That's what makes them neutral. Some of them do.
0: Uh, the neutral anyway. the neutral thing's the, the gray area of D D for sure. Yeah. Right. If you just want to I mean, like be whatever, just say you're neutral, and then you can like just argue that yeah, it's right. like that it fits.
4: I mean, so, there's also like atheists in the D world, D&D, which doesn't make right?
0: any sense. Wait, what did you say?
4: There's also like atheist characters in That's the D D world, which doesn't I make any right? sense. I know, right? I love
0: that. Yeah. I play, I, I'm not I atheist in those worlds because there definitely is like solid evidence of that. God's yeah, right. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm a true skeptic in that I run with the evidence. Um, I was going to say that neutral characters are the fence sitters of D and D. Am I not wrong?
3: Well, I was going to say, I play, I play a character who is both true neutral and an atheist in one of our Pathfinder games, oh, that's uh, but he's great. also a robot. So it doesn't, hey, really Oh, matter. I didn't see
0: a robot. Okay, good. <laughs> Is this the um the game from uh Tuesday nights? Are uh you yeah, doing the second yeah. edition. Yeah, Interesting. Think, yeah. Interesting. I want to play that at some point. Um so let's let's talk about uh the movie a little bit more uh, before we move yeah, on. Yeah, back
4: to this movie.
0: Yeah. Now it was important because you know we we're talking about Billy Bob's character and where he fits into a D&D alignment. Um well I but- think I mean it, just to
4: the to the point that we were talking about uh-huh, uh-huh I don't think we're necessarily supposed to like Billy Bob Thornton's character but I no, do think not. we're I do think we're supposed to think he's cool and I think that's the no, problem I don't know about
0: that I don't th- I don't think so I I look down on him pretty much I think he looks like a drip the whole time I think I I believe that he gets laid though, because guys like that exist, and I've seen them in action. And somehow, despite what you're witnessing, it works. You know, it, on to with some people. Like I guess it's just the, a numbers game or something. I guess. Um, so yeah, I don't know what, uh, Right. That there. That was one of that was. <laughs> I didn't I think mean, he was cool though, as a viewer. But I think you are supposed to empathize with them on some level, and if you can't do that at all. And you just fully reject them, there's no way you're going to like the movie. I, I don't see a way forward if you're not empathizing, so that if there's anywhere they failed, it's there. i'm also I'm very curious to have you, Devin, specifically, you too, Pepe, because I'm curious about you know what what you guys like and why and stuff. Um, like other characters like this, like as good as it gets and such. Have you you've seen as good as it gets, Pepe, right? You know maybe you can I speak on the I... difference there. No, you don't, don't remember. remember oh, okay, that's I've, okay. I don't
4: remember. But I all think all right, it's well, coming. Think, you guys
0: have a free a free point there when I put that movie in, because that'll be me. Well, I think, I was going to say that I think
4: um, I think Billy Bob Thornton's character and um, Denzel Washington's character from Training Day are similar.
0: Okay, there there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh,
4: um. Uh, what's his name? Denzel Washington's character. What the hell is his name?
0: Uh, uh, I suck at names. Uh, anyway, um, his character in that movie. Hoyt and um, it's just not coming to me. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, um, I think that
4: movie or at least this is, this is what I that movie I think wants us to think that he is there wants us to like him and also think he is cool. Um, and his, and I think, I think Denzel Washington pulls that off just because he's such a good actor and has so much charisma that it's hard not to, to not like him, even though, or despite the things he's doing in that movie. Um, and we sort of talked about that. He's supposed to be charismatic
0: at least, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, in this movie, uh, I don't. Think we're necessarily supposed to like um, Billy Bob Thornton's character in the sense that like we'd want to like hang out with him or something like that. But I did. I do think we were supposed to think he was cool in the sort of like, oh look how how few fucks he gives. Man, what a cool guy. What a cool like edgy guy. I don't know. That was the. This is this is
0: our the message that the movie was giving me. Yeah, this is our long-standing contention. I just, Especially with the Coen brothers, I don't believe that they were trying to make you think a certain way about him. Uh, it's just, here's how this guy is. You've seen guys like this. I've known guys like that. I didn't think they were cool. I didn't think he was cool. I didn't, I didn't suspect that the movie wanted me to think that. Um, but that's not what I found appealing or empathetic or funny about it either. I wasn't like, oh, this is a cool guy. I'm going to see where he goes. It was like, this guy's a fucking disaster. I've known guys just like him. And uh, hopefully they're on the wagon still, you know? Yeah. I think- well, but...
4: Well, okay. So this, I mean, this, like... Um, this is, gets to sort of one of my issues with this movie is that, like, uh-huh, um, drunks aren't funny?
0: Yes. Right. I and that know. used to be a thing in Hollywood, right? Where, oh, the drunk character... And this was like uh, their attempt to resurrect that and make it work, right? Well, I
4: I, I guess I should say um, drunk people can be funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, Uh, sure, sure.
4: Alcoholics like him are not. Right.
0: Um, Nor are their alcoholic antics. But that's not what I found funny, specifically. Okay, all right. Well, No, that part just felt real, like... He just, you know, here's an alcoholic in a weird situation. The comedy wasn't really about his drunkenness. I I guess at times it was, um, but it showed him doing his drunk thing and passing out and doing stuff like that. But, um, you know, it showed like the scene where he went and ate all the kids chocolates, for example. Um, Like that's something like an alcoholic would totally do and then come back and try to like fix it um the the humor came in like when the kid like he tries to like make it right and the kid finds like a tic tac in there or something like to me that was funny it was like shocking and surprising and was it good was i still cringing yes but i was like laughing at like his weird attempt and kind of how real it felt like that 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 guy would literally try to do that and think yeah this is like making up for like stealing this kid's chocolates when i was blackout drunk
4: Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I there's obviously people that like this movie and it just like even I believe you that when you say that like this movie has a an effect on you that makes you laugh. And to be honest, there right, was right, stuff yeah. in this movie that I laughed at.
0: Um uh but And it's yeah. not all about the laughter just to further explain. I mean, I also think that the story Feels very Coen brothers and and real in that sense, even though with the quirkiness, which I like about the Cohen brothers. Um, yeah,
4: you know, I, I remember- and so I'm like
0: in for that kind of stuff, and I like the talent in it. Is another thing. I think they all did a great job acting. Um, yeah. this is a comedy with over the top characters, but they felt all grounded to me. They didn't feel like. Um, they, they did feel kind of like they had really smart, cool lines because they're all comedians, right? And they all have, like, these lines written for them. But um, I don't know, maybe in, like, a Tarantino sense, they felt real. Like, you know, they're very stylized, but they still feel grounded or something. That's the sense I took away. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah,
4: this movie, um, this movie reminded me, or this movie also reminded me of the way um, or remind me of Napoleon Dynamite, which I know also a lot of people like, and that I don't, um, because it's it's hard for me. So like when I watch Napoleon Dynamite, I feel so like over the I'm watching, characters. No, I feel like I'm watching a person that has a disability, and it makes it very hard for me to laugh at them. Um, and I this movie gave me that impression too. Like Billy Bob Billy Bob Thornton's character. Um, I don't, like, he, he, like, it was hard for me to laugh at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, I think Tony Cox's character, and I sort of alluded to this in my headline, like, he, the joke with him was that he is short, he's like, you know.
0: And I feel no, like it, it was no, similar that's with, the, um, that's the way they talk about him and cut down on him and stuff, which is the, which I believe those guys would do, and then, like, the other joke is like the kind of like false pearl clutching John Ritter who says the, you know, says the word midget and, the, you know, those terms. And then it's like, well, I don't think they like, to, you know, like trying to be like on the ball, like that's the funny part. And then the stuff that he does may have to do sometimes the physical comedy might have had to do with his height. But, you know, get, taking a shot to the nuts was was genuinely funny to me. But I also like gallows humor and dark humor, you know, and, and British style humor a lot. And I'm wondering if that may be like a bridge that you guys are are not crossing, as far as like you know, just your, the style of humor that appeals to you.
4: Well, I don't, I don't mind dark humor. I don't think. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think that, I think that a lot of well, wow. I think that like I think that there's a reason why they chose Tony Cox for this role. I think there's a reason why they chose Brett Kelly for this role. I think there's a reason why they oh, chose definitely. Lauren Tom for this role.
0: The Lauren Tom was was his wife. Was yeah playground. yeah yeah. Uh, um, I forget her name. In the in Lois, the, yeah, she's the one that wants the loofah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, uh, I think that like. Well, I think that there can be multiple, like, jokes going on at the same time. So, like, there there is the sort of joke of, like, an adult talking to a kid in a way that he shouldn't, right? But, like, there's also the joke of Brett Kelly just, like, being a fat little kid in clothes that don't fit
0: him well and having, like, snot on his nose. But those kids also really do exist. And I don't know. I know if we were meant but... to laugh at that specifically. I mean, I know he was being bullied because of that, but I don't know if they were like, "There's this fat kid, laugh at him." But it was like more like what he was asking, and like, let me play you a clip. Um, this is funny. What the kid says is funny to me. I knew. I also knew kids like this kid that were just awkward and weird, and that like that strikes to me as being real. So I'm not like, they're not just like putting him on the chopping block just because he looks a certain way. I think they cast him because kids like him exist. They don't get representation in film all that much, but I don't think they were like pointing the finger directly at his looks like, Oh, this is a funny kid. And I'll laugh at him. Well, but, l- 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 I, go I ahead just, and give tell me your response. And then I'll play the clip just, just to emphasize my, my okay. point that what he's saying is funny.
4: Oh, well, my point is, is that I think that, um, that, that is part of the joke is that
0: like stereotyping typing or something like the I way think,
4: he looks is part of the joke right there's a reason why they chose him and it's part of the joke
0: and that, yeah. that, that's that's and i'm about. saying they chose him because i believe that that kid would be terribly bullied by people um just to
3: just to jump on to i think in 2003 or right 2003 is that when this movie came out Yes, that that, that that you were supposed to laugh at him. I think by today's standards, no, you wouldn't laugh at him. I think in 2003, people would absolutely laugh at a fat kid in small clothes with stomach on his nose
0: just because we were less tolerant. We were more less tolerant. Uh, I think I was laughing was at him coming. in a way that was more like, yeah, that's so real, rather than, haha, there's a, a fat kid. <laughs> yeah.
1: But maybe that's just
0: me. Um, I, found,
4: no. I found so many of these characters just pitiable rather than, like I would, yeah. So anyway, I know you wanted to play something, so go ahead. I no, would, no, no. I, I actually wanted to hear you.
0: what you had to say. Uh, fin- finish, finish. Yeah. I,
4: well, that that was like that was the reason. Well, I had such a negative reaction to this movie. Like it ruined my day. I hated watching this movie so bad because I felt like so badly for these characters. Uh, I, I, I felt like this movie wanted me to um laugh at them and laugh at their predicaments but i just felt i just pitied them because their lives were so shitty and that's this is
0: where the dark humor is failing you i I guess so i think Uh, because that's where dark humor comes in like yeah we're screwed you know i'm i'm you know this awkward kid who has not out I and mean, i'm not like you know my dad's in jail and i'm not like conscientious socially at all i have no friends so let's you know like i'm off to the gallows in my life let's have a, a laugh on the way you know like that's where that that's where that comes in and it's not for everyone okay. there's a comedian that just came out with a special on netflix a british comedian has this come up on your guys's feed yet I don't think so. What's his name? What's their name? Uh, Jesus, uh, Devin. Maybe you can Google the new the new comedy. He's like a he's a very coiffed British guy with the hair combed over and stuff. Um, uh, and well, I, uh, his, I, 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 his humor oh, wow. is like it it caught me off guard in similar ways that this, but I was also able to laugh at it. But at the same time, I was like, a lot of people are probably going to turn this off. Yeah, Jimmy Carr is that. Sounds that familiar? that sounds right. Yeah. yeah, he's got the hairdo, and and the name of the special is his dark material. So yes, exactly. So even the title, it's he's British, and it's that dark British humor, and it is not for everyone. But um, okay. if 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 you can look at a situation like dark like that and still find humor in it, um, then maybe maybe you are a fan of uh, black comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my thing
3: is with dark humor is I I or like Gallo's humor especially. Is I can enjoy it, but I think where the enjoyment comes from and the reason it's called gallows humor is that it's funny because the person in that horrible scenario has a great attitude about it. And he's like cracking jokes, even though he's about to die. And it's like, that's what's funny is like, yeah, this guy should be horribly depressed, but he's making jokes. So it's funny because there's a juxtaposition. That's one side of it.
0: That's one example of it.
3: The kid in this movie... has no sense of humor about his. You don't he have has no awareness have of his humor. position. You
0: don't have to have awareness or sense of humor. It can be the situation itself that provides the the comedy. I don't,
3: okay, I, I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, just believe that seventy five percent of people are like on board with this film and it's considered a classic and watched every year, and yeah, they have three different of edits of like, it come out. So somebody like must like guy guy it other than me too like it's true
3: yeah i, I bet know. there's a lot of
4: family guy overlap in that venn diagram
3: yeah who like if there's a fart <laughs> joke the left i mean like there's some of that here there's some of that like simpler uh there like, is just sort of body there. humor there is and yeah. that's
0: also a coen brothers thing as yeah
4: i, mean, I, I thought that those to. those scenes where john ritter was like trying to explain so sensitively what he was trying to explain to bernie mac the, that was funny so that those are some of the parts that i laughed at yeah, but, but like like part, or like um i
0: particularly like john ritter's character in this he did yeah, such a good I,
4: job this is i don't so just be well i i am i am overweight so i don't want to say that like making fun of people for being overweight is off limits to me but there's just a lot of examples of it in this movie like one of the jokes was that um it was weird that Billy Bob Thornton liked fucking an overweight girl, right? Yeah, that was like yeah, one yeah. of the jokes. Um, and that just yeah, it just is like that can be part of the joke, but it's not the joke. And but it isn't sort the of, joke. It is part of the joke. That seemed to me to be the joke. Well, it I mean, wasn't I guess what you're I right. found funny about it. Part part of the joke was that he walked in on them fucking in the dressing room but then the the joke sort of became isn't it funny that this guy thinks that he was fucking a fat chick
0: that seemed to me to be the joke to me the joke was that john ritter focused on that aspect of it like he somehow was this okay, guy right. who like would profess to be politically correct but really didn't get it almost like michael scott like he was trying to like like for him, it was about that, and so we're kind of like laughing at his awkwardness in that he can't process that that's not really the problem. Like he really didn't like this guy for the wrong okay, reasons. Yeah. He didn't like him for the reasons that we would be like, no, that's not the point. Like the point isn't that he said this joke or whatever to you or or whatever. Like there's valid reasons to fire this guy, but John Ritter's on the wrong on the ball for the wrong things, you know. But he's put off by it and. Th- he's like a broken clock or something, you know, he's right that he's a bad guy. He's just focusing on these weird things that nobody else cares about. Um, But, but I mean, I, I could, I could see your point of view as well. I mean, you know, that's just not the part that I found funny. I found his quirkiness and his, and his focus like to be funny. Cause I also, there's people like him too. So that the realness of it is what really still appeals to me. In fact, more so now I'd say having become a parent, Um, and I, I might've mentioned this earlier. I don't remember Uh, ultimately like taking responsibility for someone else's life is a hell of a transition. And that's funny to me too. And the stuff they had in here, what you like have to deal with as a parent, that shit is so true that it like is even more appealing now. And I'll play the line with the kid. I'll play a couple of clips from the kid because he did a real, he did do a really great job in this movie. Um, and see without the visual humor, if you still find any of this funny at all, or true or compelling. So I'm going to be crashing here. Be just you and me like roommates, you know?
2: Do you and Mrs. Santa have kids? No, thank the fuck Christ. What about the elves? Well, they stay with Mrs. Santa. I get them on the weekends. Why don't you go run me a bath? What about the reindeer? Would you please shut up about reindeer? What are their names? Who? The elves. Ah oh, shit, I can't remember. I, I think one of them's Sneezy and there's a Dopey. And That's the seven dwarves. Oh, I me. I thought it, I was, I, I was thinking it was, uh, I, I don't know, fuck kid, I just call him, you know, Bub. You know, I call them. I say, hey, Bub,
4: or Chief, or whatever the fuck, you know, I tell him to make the goddamn toy. The <laughs> no. fuck is wrong with you? I can't remember this shit. Does everything with you have to be a fucking test?
0: I just, I think that's some of the most funny things. How old are they? Oh, he's still going, sorry. How old are they? Yeah, I I just, that stuff rings so true to me that I, I was trying to like suppress a laugh there. I mean, it was just, that that is part of either being around a kid like that and you're not used to it or just like the transition of becoming a parent. Like that just totally felt real to me. Um I'll play one more and then I'll, I'll get you guys his response. responder. Sure. Cuz when a kid gets hurt, oh my god, and you have to deal with it for the first time, that's that's always a fun one. Oh yeah, Jeez. You just constantly have PTSD after that, I'll tell you. Ow!
4: Ow!
2: are home. Ow! Let me get you some sandwiches. Ow! Oh! Can not put the with you. Let me see it. Ow! What the hell Ow! happened to you? I cut my hand by mistake. Ow! Of course it was mistake. Ow! Here, hold still. Ow! hold still. Ow! Oh! I'm just Ow! trying to help you. I forgot to say it's gonna sting a little bit. That's all. Don't you shouldn't I wrap it in a T-shirt or something? Oh! God damn it! Oh!
1: Oh! Hey, kid. kids you okay up there
2: oh. need a band-aid or something
4: oh. oh. <laughs> he's so oh. out of his depth
0: <laughs> oh, um but so yeah like you know my kid gets hurt the last thing i'm gonna do is laugh but i mean it's just i don't know if i don't if some of this stuff the world is a crazy place it's a violent place it's, it's it can be terrifying and you know you try to balance that with wonder but the terror sometimes takes over in the face of that uh if you're not gonna laugh you're gonna cry basically or worse you know so i mean and some of that stuff just ha- strikes me as funny and i don't i don't know how how to explain it i mean it either it either you either like the joke or you don't you know it either plays to you or it, or it doesn't
4: Um, Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But
0: on that aspect, I mean, did you find that kid funny at all just from the circumstance uh, outside of like the stuff that you found that didn't work? or? And you have some other stuff uh, to say, too. That's fine.
3: Yeah, well, I I was going to say, I think part of it, part of why a lot of the humorous land, too, is something you've said is that the characters are real in a way that is like... Almost, it's they're almost so real that it's, hard, it's harder to laugh at them because, like, typically in a comedy, you get more sort of cartoonish characters, like more caricatures of a certain type of person, and it's, like, easier to laugh at them because they are over the top. They are exaggerations, and so it's easy to laugh at it. You can exaggerate any quality and laugh at it, but when they are kind of more grounded and, like, realistic, it's like, yeah, I don't want to laugh at, like, a real kid actually in, like, real terror because he just sliced his hand open. That's like that just makes me like my heart pound. It's like makes it me anxiety because it's like yeah that kid needs to go to a hospital. What are you doing? And it's like I can't laugh at it because it's not. If it was like squirting blood everywhere and this kid was like you know way over the top about it, it would be easier to laugh at. But the sure. fact that it, it looks real and he acts
0: real, And no, he's I been that I feel like that your is response like, is completely valid too. You know, um, yeah. but since it's not since I know that it's in some way, it's almost like you have to be less immersed in the reality or something. Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's just a kind of a hot take. But it's hard to explain why you find something funny or not, you know. So we're we're both, I think, it, trying to yeah. like kind of hard to explain figure this out as we go along. But I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, if my kid did that to his hand, I, the, the last thing I would do is laugh. But maybe since that I know that reality is there. He's going to get hurt again. You know, I know that my grandma had Alzheimer's and she probably said, I'll make some sandwiches at some point. And that might've in the right situation in a dark way that I would have made me laugh, you know? Um, But it's like, again, it's like, that's the, I think the foundation of Gallo's humor is just, well, I mean, you know, it, you might as well have a laugh about how terrible things are sometimes you know it's just it's almost unbelievably terrible sometimes and this guy is like of course way out of his depth or whatever but that transition where he kind of comes around and he gets better at being a dad like that that's something that a lot of people uh, and parents in general go through like they have that not just in this they have it in a lot of movies where someone either adopts a kid and they're not used to having around it's a common thing in hollywood and, um, there's a reason why it plays because it feels that transition is a real thing. Um, uh, I don't know. It's almost like, uh, you, you were born in the, in the fire of, you know, responsibility of somebody else's life or something born again, I should say, right. Tempered yeah. even.
3: I, I feel as though I have seen movies for me, at least do it better um, and I'm trying, I'm failing
0: to think of an example right now, but I, like the kind of forced father, a lot of them do it very well. Trope is, I've, yeah. I, in fact, I would even say, I haven't seen a lot of movies that do, don't get it right. I I'm having more trouble thinking of that because it is, even if it's not like a great movie, they at least get the aspect of like, holy shit, like fish out of water time. Like, you know, all of a sudden character a who I, hasn't I, quite grown up themselves or whatever, you know, and has their flaws is responsible for somebody else. It's just a situation so, that comes up a lot, you know, there was a movie early in the rocks acting
3: career where he plays a father. He's like a football player in the movie. And his, he has like a daughter he didn't know about whose mother passed away or something. And, and he has to now take care of this kid. And it, I, I remember finding it pretty funny. It was like one, it's one of the only rock performances I actually like, cause I generally don't like him as an actor, but he was, he did a good job as the like, cause it doesn't take a lot to be a, a, a scared dad you know it's it's a fairly simple yeah to play, exactly imagine, if you're like a funny, yeah. if you're a big especially if you're a big goofy guy um but yeah speak just also tangent speaking of the the grandma i think the i believe i, I remember laughing aloud once i chuckled audibly one time during the movie and i believe it was when
0: uh they he thought was she leaning was dead.
3: Over yeah, when he's leaning over Chloris Leachman he has yes, like exactly. head on her breasts, and she wakes up. That was, I think, the
0: only time because Chloris Leachman's hilarious. So I can't that was, tell like, you
3: the thing that got me.
0: It is, and I can't tell you the amount of times that I've checked to make sure my son's breathing at night. You know, uh, um, or like you know, <laughs> Jeez, with a grandparent. Bro. Yeah, I mean, that's those are things you do. You know, you wait and you see to make sure they're breathing, right? You've done your due diligence <laughs> at that point. You <laughs> Um, Likely they are. Hopefully, very hope very much so um but still like that that kind of thing that's why that's funny you know because the reality of it is so terrible i don't know it's a weird thing it's a it's a it's funny how closely pain and pleasure are in the human psyche you know there's probably things that i'm way out of my depth here trying to explain also
4: the centibytes are going to show up right
0: (laughs) On that note, Cloris Leachman's uncredited in this movie. Yeah. Is isn't that crazy? Weird? <laughs> that she, is just, so bizarre. she strikes me as someone who like didn't care about being famous so Maybe. much as like she really enjoyed her craft and doing the work. Yeah. And I don't know if that's true, but that's uh, kind of my impression of her. Uh, she was also in one of my favorite sequences from The Office when she was in a fake movie with Jack Black and Pepe, I know you're not an Office <laughs> yeah. fan, but you should look up the the movie they watch in the office is a fake movie starring jack black uh and cloris leachman uh as love interests and the way <laughs> oh, really like, yeah. oh it's so great she's it's so called, great in it's it it's
3: called mrs albert Hannaday. that's the name of the fake movie mrs albert hanaday and if you uh look
0: it's up, really brilliant
3: you could search that on youtube and find a cut yes. that's just the fake movie and none of
0: the stuff in between well the they, other they do it yeah right spurts. the other part of it is funny too because they're watching it as a like a the three of them are watching it jim and pam and i don't know if you know the characters or not but a couple is watching it with another character andy who has no idea that at the at, uh, at the time that jim and pam keep saying these comments and he thinks they're commenting about the film and they're really talking about a totally other situation, and like, and uh, Andy's like, "God, they're like geniuses. They see things that I don't even that like go right over my head." <laughs> and
3: So there's like it's a good allegory uh, for this podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's there's, <laughs> are, a, there's like this whole other conversation happening over, which is funny. But the film itself, just the scenes of Jack Black and Cloris Leachman playing love interest, is is really funny stuff. I think you'd find it. That does sound funny. It it is. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing that they did. Um, Devin, we got to address it. Uh, there was a lot of chewing in this. Oh, that's chewing! What, so what much stuff chewing. really bothered you on that level? Because I knew, at least at a base level, that some of that would bother you. I assumed some other stuff would too. But um, how did you do with that? Uh, is, this, is your mom also not into the? Because you watched it with her, right? No, it doesn't is that bother bothers her as oh, much. Just you,
3: okay? No, she's the source of why it bothers me because she's a very loud chewer. <laughs> I see. I see. Uh, okay. But no, uh, the 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 we're getting to the eating. Was bad. Was very bad. And, so bad. And never serves a movie. It's I, I can't. I cannot in my core imagine that there is a human being on Earth that finds it funny to hear people chew. Like I, I am cannot not a, believe that that is a person that exists. So why? I'm not a why fan it of in so many
0: comedies. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of gross out humor particularly. Sometimes it'll it'll work for me, but most of the time it's just like that was a cheap trick on the filmmaker's part. Is how I feel, and I I think that I would have definitely. It was fine that he was eating the oranges, but I don't know. The sound design was just over the goddamn top insane. with that, and even with I the sound, really, really none of that stuff I like. Yeah. I, if I was going to say I hate something about this movie, also the kid that sneezes chocolate into his beard, I oh, find that yeah. I, I I don't I don't like it. Sometimes so I'll even disgusting. like look away, like I can't handle that kind of stuff. It's it's just, it's not even so much- it just something about it
3: the the initial sneeze it's the fact that he doesn't go and clean it off immediately like if that happened to me yes, I'm throwing exactly. the kid on the ground I'm walking exactly. away to go clean that off instantly like not a second will it be on my face and the um, like
0: v- the like vulgar way he eats that salad like I buy that that guy oh, would eat yeah, the salad that way but it's still it's hard for me to watch that stuff I always ask mm-hmm. you this what was the 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 cinema thing from the office called again
3: oh uh, cinema of the macabre
0: yeah this yeah exactly i think that that kind of stuff for me falls into that category <laughs> yeah. like, can you bear watching this thing that's happening on the screen right now god that scene is so
3: fucking good though. the video of stanley walking to his car <laughs> He's like where did you get this footage <laughs> oh my god got to rewatch the office
0: oh structure wise uh this thing had a pretty tight structure the midpoint is when the kid cuts his hand um, which is a parent touchstone. And it's really about someone totally irresponsible and who shouldn't be a parent becoming a parent as uh, what I was getting from my reading. This time I watched it having had a kid now and now I was like kind of analyzing it a little bit closer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, there, I did like the character specifics, um, but I, yeah, if you're not familiar with the Coen brothers and their style and like doing these over the top characters like that i could see where that wouldn't land or be confusing even um i think a lot of the audience is coming in being having been exposed to their stuff and the level of academy award winning this and that at that point or like you know well loved pepe did that how did that strike you because i don't know if if that stuff um played for you or what's not what's that the, the specific aspects of like the the character specificity, like you know, eating the oranges, or like oh you know the the type of quirky specific things that people focused on to like build their characters.
4: Well, that kind of stuff that was
0: just kind of business and not necessary, and was maybe confusing.
4: Yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. Like, um, I think, um, yeah, I think that like like why bernie mac is always combating constipation like is it, i think that's i think that's funny and good and right, the right. fact that it's not explained is just like it's great you don't need to explain it that's just the thing that's going on in his life right um yeah so stuff
0: like that, pedicures um, for some reason like yeah, pedicures yeah and he he clearly gets them often <laughs>
4: yeah I, actually i um I really didn't like that scene, too. I really didn't like the way he treated that
0: woman. Um, Me neither. Yeah. I don't like how he treated her, but the scene, I believed, like, that this, I thought it was interesting that the guy, it wasn't so much funny as, like, this is very specific and interesting in that, like, he has this, like, he knows what kind of gloss he wants, like, don't be afraid to get yeah, in right. there. And then at the end, after he tells her all that, he's all, ow, what's wrong with you? Of course, yeah. he's an asshole, yeah. but the the humor came from, like, Oh, I thought you were like tough and like get into the foot but you couldn't handle it. Yeah, so <laughs> um,
4: yeah, so that kind of stuff like like just just like weird happening stuff in comedy movies doesn't bother me. I there's a lot I think that's a good that's a rich comedy vein um that you just have like random stuff going on. Um, but um yeah, I just I uh yeah it's it's hard for me to 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 say things that i like about this
0: movie to be honest so
4: it really fucked me up i really really don't like this
0: movie yeah yeah
4: i mean it didn't
0: that wasn't the intention but i'm actually kind of surprised that it was that i that impactful
4: yeah i i mean it's i feel like i am understating how much it it made me feel really really bad um in a sort of like very emotional way. I really uh, hated watching this movie. <laughs> you
3: know how about half of your movies have affected me, Pepe. You know how it <laughs> okay. But I'm glad we agree on this. It's nice that we're finally aligned. I think this is like the first well, movie. I'm,
4: yeah, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember I had a conversation with my, or my mom sort of made a comment to me when I was in my like early teens and starting mm-hmm. to watch like B-horror movies. Mm-hmm. And my mom was so viscerally opposed to even having them in the house, right? And I was like, Mom, these movies are silly. Like, why would you, why do you care about these movies, you know? Like, it didn't make sense to me. And she told me, she's like, I was, uh, she sort of said it in like this offhand way, way too, Um, She's like, I'm a court reporter. I listen to people talking about actually doing those things all day. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to watch movies about it, you know?
2: That and I think some sense.
4: of, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I've known a fair amount of alcoholics in my life. I've lived with one for about a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was a fat little kid that got made fun of a lot. Mm-hmm. Um this, the, the, um, yeah, these people, I have nothing but pity for them, and they seem to be so, um, unapologetic in their shittiness, and have no interest in becoming better people, except for maybe the woman, uh, who, I, it doesn't make the any girlfriend? sense to, yeah, the girlfriend, yeah, um, yeah, she was great, she, she, she like, why she couldn't find some other guy to dress up like Santa so that she could fuck him didn't make any sense to me. Like, why she would want to... And, like, that's another thing that was weird if to me might, about this movie. If I might, then I'll be quick. Yeah, sure, go ahead.
0: That relationship seemed so real. Like, I've seen that girl be attracted to that type of guy and go for the wrong type of guy, like a magnet and bars. Yeah. And I just I, I totally yeah. bought it. But I'm also when I see this happening in real life, I have those same thoughts that you're having, and I even had him watching this film like this guy's wrong for you. I wasn't like cheering their relationship on. It's like this is a this is a disaster. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm with did, you on I, that sentiment part of it. Yeah, but I've just found uh, yeah, parts yeah. of it funny too. Yeah, I wanted I
4: I there there were certain parts of the movie where the the logic of the movie sort of broke for me and actually that oh, okay. that scene where the scene where he was eating a salad didn't yeah. make sense to me just because he was like why is he eating a this guy
0: has never eaten a salad in his life maybe um, salads his favorite meal it's one of those writer things though it's like oh well, maybe, let's put yeah. in a incongruity here to make him seem more real i mean that's probably what that was about I thought about the, that too. Like, why is this drunk like eating a cell? He won't even eat a sandwich. Yeah. You, you know, why would he want to sell? Right, him? right, yeah. The the
4: the one other part that comes to mind, and there may have been more, but I, I, the other part that stuck out to me was there was one scene where Billy Bob Thornton and uh, Lauren Graham are coming home, like presumably from a date, and Billy Bob Thornton is wearing like a black turtleneck and like some hacky slacks and they're like having a good time Uh, and then they come home to find something terrible I don't don't remember what something ruins their the enjoyment that they're having Mm -hmm. upon returning home Um, but that also didn't seem to me to be a thing that like fit in this movie like Billy Bob Thornton isn't going to like pull his shit together for a night to have to like show this to show Lauren Graham like a good a good time like that's not going to happen for one um, point, I mean I mean I mean maybe it, it like you can't I, that's what I mean it. like in the in I'll the logic that. of the movie it didn't make sense to me because okay. we've only ever seen Billy Bob Thornton being a total fucking asshole and like a wreck
0: you know and the one time they showed him not being it when he we cut to him behind the bar when he's like I'm going to go buy a bar and open it up it's like turns out to not be the situation at all right and he actually is worse than we suspected yeah right yeah. so yeah i i take your point on that we haven't seen but him also do that. yeah i have um, seen alcoholics pull it together for very short periods of time right yes right deliver one night and that's about yeah, what i right. and then that's about the end of that yeah 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 the other thing
4: is that like i the well yeah i but t- i mean t- what i was gonna say is like also it's uh-huh. hard for drunk people to have sex but
0: um totally
4: or like yeah. really really drunk but that's a sort of thing that like doesn't to me that doesn't like break the internal logic of the movie in the way that him eating a salad or him like putting on some nice clothes to go on a date with lauren graham mm-hmm. sort of broke the
0: logic of the movie to me okay yeah um i'll play uh I'll play the Lauren Graham scene because I think she's particularly good. And I fa- in fact, I think whether or not you liked where they went with this movie, I think you guys will agree with me that the acting was actually very well done, um, and the bits were had good they had good chemistry with each other as far as the comedians went. Um, this is Lauren Graham doing a very naturalistic performance. Uh, performance. She's uh, oh, also, I found out in the trivia that Lauren Graham was the woman having sex with him in the changing room. They she was she that's, did that. That's what I assumed. Oh, yeah. 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 Because they had her on set. So they just, you know, used her as, a, as the. Oh,
4: oh, I see what you mean. OK. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be her specifically. It was just like, you know, he was having sex with someone in the dressing room. But it was her. The actual actress was there on the set. So she just did that part which was pretty funny physicality. If you watch that scene, while wow, they are struck doing that is pretty good. I was actually wondering how they did it. Uh, I'd be curious to peek behind, uh, behind the scenes on that one. Um, anyway, so here's Lauren Graham acting and doing a fine job. Happy New
2: Year. You're pretty regular for a Santa. No, it's not that big a fucking deal. It's just a job, you know what I mean? I'm an eating, drinking, shitting fucking Santa Claus. Prove
4: it. Fuck
2: Can I at least take this hat off? No. I love that.
4: Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs>
2: I've always had a thing for um, Santa Claus, <laughs> in case you didn't notice. It's like some deep-seated childhood thing. So's my thing for tits.
0: Yeah, it is like that, though, you know, from when you're a kid. Because my dad was Jewish and we didn't have Christmas, so it was like this forbidden <clears throat> thing. <clears throat>
4: so, <sighs> I
3: like you. Don't mothball
0: that suit. Such a naturalistic performance. And I don't mean the she, sex. That she doesn't was the over over the run. top part, but, um, yeah, uh, she, it just the, the way she, I wonder if she was drinking too or not, or if she was just relying on the performance. Yeah, they were but either way. They were
3: matching each other in the bar, shot for shot.
0: No, so, I mean, because uh, Billy Bob said he was actually. oh, oh you?
3: yeah, actually like, he was it. literally
0: drinking. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was method or if she was just acting drunk. But either way, I mean, it was just such a naturalistic performance. I just totally buy their conversation as being real. Like it just really did, did, did a great job, you know, her interrupting herself with the laughter and stuff. I wonder how they craft that kind of performance together when it's that naturalistic. It kind of reminds me even of that little girl who was naturalistic in the fall. Um, which Devin, you got oh, to yeah. point to see that performance. Um, in fact, I thought of that earlier at some point, uh, something else made me think of that movie. So thanks Pepe. Pepe loaned me this uh, movie, yeah, movie. DVD, and I watched it a couple of times and it's a good one. Yeah. If I wanted to let you know, i keep thinking about it. So that's a good sign, you know,
4: for a movie. Oh, there's a lot in that movie. Yeah. There's a I'd lot. much rather talk about, be, about that movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I
0: wouldn't mind just because you know I you know I'd have you guys on board with it. Um, I yeah, for my role here, trying to explain why something is funny is just that always works. So well, if well, that's, if the, isn't that's joke, the trouble. Yeah, to them. So, so that they'll laugh, yeah. right? that, well, the the laugh, right? Because that that well, I
4: think that um, it, it I agree with what you I yeah. I mean, I think that there. I think that there is comedy that is objective and that I think that that exists, that there is objective comedy. And that's the reason why you can have. And when I say that, I don't mean that 100% of people that hear like joke X, Y, Z are going to laugh. Right. But there is comedy that is objectively funny because like, there's a reason why basically everybody in the world like identifies Monty Python as being hilarious. Right. There are some people who don't like it that think it's not funny, but the huge majority of people do.
0: Yeah, I don't think you mean to speak in... You're speaking kind of in generalities. I get it. There's always an exception, right? There's always going to be somebody that doesn't like it. But mostly, yes, there's some comedy that's so generally widely appealing that you know, you're know you going to get that 90-something percentile rating on it. That's This yeah, is true. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: And so I don't... I mean, like... And so the point of me, is, or I think the point that I want to make is that like, um, this, like, th- like, uh, actually, I kind of forgot what the point I was going to make. Um, what were you saying before I was started
0: saying that? Oh, don't ask that. I'll have to ah, jeez. Um, I, I, I know, oh, it'll, it'll come funny. to me. No, no, know. no, let me, let me say this. It was just totally off and, and it'll come back to you. I'll watch. Um, the, uh, editing. Let me talk about editing really quick. <laughs> okay. Um, There wasn't like some crazy kind of editing happening, but I really, really loved the montage when Willie is cracking the safe and Marcus is trying to get the goods downstairs for his wife and he he finds a a little hatchet and starts just or it's a baseball bat or something. He's just like whacking away at the mannequin leg while Billy Bob is like hitting the safe. And I thought that was just a really well put together physical setup. And they used uh, the anvil chorus from El yeah. travatore the the Italian opera. Um, it was just all came together in this beautiful segment, um, and then ended with, of course, the safe opening. So I thought that was really quite clever, uh, as far as as far as that went. Um, um, I can play a before, clip. Oh, Devin, you're going to save uh, us. Okay. Just
3: before we move on, I wanted to say something about the the previous clip.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Before we get too far away from it, sure.
3: Uh, that it's going to kind of contradict something I said earlier because I kind of uh-huh. talked down on on body humor, but uh, mm-hmm. I did expect for a split second in that scene that after he said, I'm an eating, drinking, shitting, fucking Santa, and she said, prove it. I was like, if they just cut to a scene of him like shitting in the parking lot, and like, to, to prove it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <two>? right. yeah. <laughs> just squatting in the fucking parking lot, I, that would have been fucking, that would have, I, mean, I would have been rolling on the floor, like, but, you know, just just um, because of the, you the seen, unexpected. Have you
0: seen life. Sling Blade, Devin? no okay that was billy bob's directorial debut that was also with he and john ritter were good friends yeah he and john worked ritter together ritter, on and john a series a yeah he was really good in that one as well um and actually plays a very different character he was a good character actor he's not really known for that in tv because it's so slapstick uh and he's such a good physical actor too uh you know john tripper or whatever or jack tripper his character um but um yeah. Uh, okay. So, man, I, I just I have a lot of movies I want to pack into this and only some much them. <laughs> well, that one, I'll, I'll just put that one in my pocket for later then, too. Let me play a clip, unless, Pepe, you came up with your point. Well, I, I think I... Yeah, I mean, like, ex, explaining a joke is...
4: It's um, is death. It, it is death. And so, like, yeah. just because... I guess what I was going to say is that just because, like, you... Because something is because something is funny, and when you try to explain it to someone, it doesn't, it isn't funny. Doesn't mean it's not funny. Um, but also, right. yeah, yeah, um, comedy isn't just a matter of taste. It isn't just like, well, I find it funny. If you don't, whatever. It's just a matter of taste. And um, so you're saying there's there, two ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I think that um, I think that a lot of people are like, well come or i think that a lot, i think that a lot of people think that comedy really is just up to individual taste but right, i don't dude, think that's right. the case i think there no, are I, things I that are
0: funny you. and things that are yeah. not and there's good technique yeah. too like pr- right, just like right. with any with like music theory like you know you start digging and there's a lot of stuff to explain why we like a certain thing or something the thing sounds a certain way to us or makes us feel a certain emotion or you know, uh, has that kind of imbued into it. Um, there is comedy theory too. And so there should sound, Uh sound approached things. And and so I fully on board with what you're saying.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that like the, the fact that like, you know, like the, the comedy from the, like 4,000 years ago still sort of resonates with us is proof of the of that there fact you go. That, there is, that, that there is a sort of objective aspect to it, that it's not just up to people's taste.
0: Um, Mel Brooks, and, History yeah. of the World, first critic. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, up, yeah. Uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, there you go. That's, yeah.
4: that's prehistoric humor. So I don't, I don't mean to dismiss this movie by saying that it's not necessarily to my taste. Um, I think that just because There's, something isn't be to my taste, that. it
0: can be that it can be funny. Um, yeah. Well, are you saying it can be funny? Or are you saying that it goes beyond just taste, personal taste?
4: I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like I, that both can operate at the same time? A thing can be not to my taste and also be funny, because there are things that are funny that have nothing to do with me, me receiving them in that way, right?
0: So like, is the, it like the movie that you think is funny, just not for you, or do you think that it's funny because of something other than taste?
4: Well, I this this movie I think is is um, not funny,
0: um, despite uh, taste. Despite yeah, not just and not
4: mean. just because of my
0: taste. So it um, sounds like you're saying it's objectionably not funny, not subjectively.
4: Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't think that this I don't think that this movie elevates itself above taste in its comedy. If that makes sense. Uh, if you understand no, what
0: I'm saying. Sort of, maybe. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a lofty concept. It's, it's, there's okay. a lot of wiggle room there for how I'm decoding what you're, what you're saying. Um, yeah. But that's okay. It's hard, to, it's hard to talk about this stuff. This is a tough topic. Well, I think it's yeah, a worth, yeah. worthy conversation of having um, if we walk away with it a better understanding of why we think something's funny or not or you know, how it, why yeah. it works or doesn't. Well, I um, guess but that doesn't mean it, we're always gonna like nail communicating. Right, it's a yeah. tough concept. It's you know it's abstract, right? Um, yeah. So I think maybe I'm have an inkling of what you're saying without having to follow up with some, you know, uh, counter analysis or 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 refining it because I don't know that I could do a better job. So yeah. I mean,
4: well, yeah, I mean maybe to. I don't know. I don't know if you want to belabor this point or not, but like, I think that, like, I think that sometimes, um, sometimes when, um, like, a person observes, say, a piece of art or something, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they um, and they don't appreciate it, they find some, they find it to be not pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain instances where you can say, "Oh, okay, this is a this is a defect in the observer, not in the art." Um because and and that's because there are things that are
0: beyond matters of taste. Um such as, can you give me an example that might help
4: Well identify. like yeah, like like the um the example with Monty Python, it's like you would say that like the the reason why the like that like 10% of people doesn't don't like Monty Python isn't because mm-hmm. there's some problem with Monty Python. It's mm-hmm. because they're Taste is so far removed from everybody else's.
0: Yeah, that They're it on puts this, them outside. They're on that ten percent of the spectrum outside of yeah, yeah. where that humor there are, lives. They're like the, and plays the, to.
4: Sure. the extremes of the bell jar, right? Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so you're, and so the the problem that is, or the incongruity that you're identifying there, isn't in the thing. It's in the person. It's in them. It's not in the comedy. It's in them. I I guess saying it as a problem it might not be right. The the, the disconnect is not in the thing being
0: observed, right? It's not in the So apply that to this film then. So this film is a different take. So So this this is where I'm having trouble translating it a little bit to what you're saying. I get that part though. Okay,
4: yeah. And so I think that I think that this movie doesn't elevate itself to um, the sort of like the sort of like heights that one might need to to become a sort of standard or a touchstone of like what good comedy is that you would then be able to say like well it's that the sort of like people who don't like it are in the extremes you might find you might have people that don't like it to be in the in the middle too, or like more spread it within the bell It's definitely. I
0: mean, if we just base this off of to simplify it, if we just base it off of its Rotten Tomato scores, like something like Monty Python's Holy Grail, probably I don't know what it rates, but I guess in the 80s or 90s, okay, where people are like, okay, that was you know up there, and this one's a 75. So you know, yeah, you right. roll a four sided dice, you're going to come up with ones a lot more right than a ten sided right, yeah. dice. So there's going to be, yeah, there's more people in that curve that just don't find it funny, but I still probably translate that to be, that's just how the numbers came up subjectively. I mean, I don't know that there's an objectiveness we can, I'm kind of opposed philosophically to, uh, objection, uh, knowing something is objectionably correct or not. Like there's always nuance and room and gray area to me. Uh, That's just my personal philosophy, uh, that I've seems to apply it makes sense to me anyway yeah and yeah. i don't know if that is agrees or disagrees with your point or not or if you're just saying it in a different way
4: no it, it disagrees i think but i but I you think also it does, seem i think to it admit might that there that yeah. there is something objective to comedy though too that there is
0: yeah i would like probably disagree comedy, i would say, i mean i would say in just in that in the same i would agree to you to the point where i would say that it's similar in that music theory has theory that tends to apply it doesn't mean that everyone who hears, you know, um, an interval to the fifth of, of whatever key you're in is going to like that note, but 99% of people will, you know? Yeah, right. Well, but, but it's I, still but not I objective, that but it's almost it's it's to the point where it's so it is so I just don't like talking in terms of of absoluteness. That's all. I, yeah. that's a oh, I thing think you for me. Mean, yeah. So like, yeah, it's almost a rule because it's in the 90 something percentile, right? We can't prove yeah, that a tea yeah. kettle's not uh um in orbit around Saturn, but that doesn't make, make it there. And and then, <laughs> okay, right. you know, and, and and so I'm not gonna say it's not, but you know, yeah, it's probably a rule that it, we can say with confidence that it's not. Just like we can say with confidence that the the fifth interval is gonna sound pretty damn good with the root note and um that Monty Python's funny. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah I guess I guess I sort of went took the long way around of saying that i think that this movie um is more
0: divisive than it has has more to do with taste has has more to do with taste i didn't come into this confidently thinking everyone was going to give it an a let me put it that way it's a challenging movie it's not not, you know uh chicken breast and mashed potatoes you know it's a little bit more challenging (laughs) than that yeah yeah, yeah you know um yeah Let me play, let me play a couple more clips that I think are funny and I'll see, I'll get your guys' opinion. How about that? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, here's one with, uh, with John Ritter, the amazing John Ritter.
3: Now you flip me for some stranger who'll do it for peanuts and who happens to work with a real midget. Well,
0: let me tell you something. Nobody cares. Nobody comes here for the elf. Santa's the attraction. I do burl live songs. Does this schmo even play guitar? Look, uh, Harrison, it's not about the money or the midget. Believe me, if it was, I, I, I don't think they like midget. I think you're supposed to call them, um... Oh, just forget it. Hacks. <laughs> Hi. Bob Chapeska. Welcome. Great photo and resume, by the way. Thanks. You know, we've been at
2: this a long time and all, so we like to think we do a good job.
0: I'm so glad you guys could come in on
4: such short notice. I must say, look, it's just...
0: your performance in any way. Oh,
4: no, no, no. Performance?
0: Yes, uh, your performance. You know, the, um, performance like sexual? Excuse me? Willie. Are you saying
4: there's something wrong with my gear?
2: Is that what you're saying to me? I'm sorry, your gear? Willie. My fuck stick. Hey, Willie, take a seat. You know how your blood sugar
4: is. He's not going to say fuck stick in front of the children, is he? No, no, no. It's a joke, an adult joke for
0: us adults. See explaining how something's funny always works. Yeah, no, right. It's, for, it's a joke for adults. It's an I, adult joke for adults. Yeah. I actually I like I think that's one of his more quotable lines. Um when it when I when a joke when I push a joke too far and it bombs, I'll usually uh say <laughs> yeah. that line to my wife and be like, "It's a joke for adults." And <laughs> um, so, it's a, it's a good uh, tap dance. Um let's see. Oh, this is this is a good one. This is this is speaking to the real gallows humor. Uh, the, it's like a, supposed to be a high point, and it's he feels like it's a high point for his character Willie, but like um, his partner and we, the audience, are like just cringing the whole time he's talking about this because it's so disgusting what he's actually saying.
2: I want you to make sure that those cops get that envelope. What is it? It just tells it all the bad things that. What the fuck happened to your eye? Oh God! So you like to give little kids black eyes, huh? How about you, huh? You want some? Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on.
1: Yeah, there you go.
2: You know, I think I've turned a corner.
4: Yeah? You fucking petite now? No,
2: I'm not talking about that. I beat the shit out of some kids today. But it was for a purpose. Made me feel good about myself. It was like I did something constructive with my life or something, I don't know. Like I accomplished something. You need many years of therapy.
0: Yeah, I think this movie might push... It might be almost an experiment in seeing how bad they can make the character and still and still appeal to a, quote, wide audience. Um, well, I and think, they definitely get seems... to at least to that line, if not over it in in some cases. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, I th- but I think it's, it's... We were talking about this earlier, but I think it seems like that that made me think that we were that the movie was asking us to have some positive emotions towards his character right because we we sort of like are like yeah beat those kids up they they were they were being mean to to, uh
0: to the part yeah you're uh, right part of the you're right i think part of the appeal of those types of characters is in some cases like a broken clock is right twice a day these characters do these things and get away with these things that you or I would not be able to do in those situations. So like, oh, yeah, that guy's usually a dickhead, but I'd love to unleash him on this party or whatever, you know, like, you know, because these guys are worse. You know, this is like, you know, this is the Nazi party. Now I'm going to unleash the, the nuclear right. yeah, bomb, yeah, yeah. you know. So, I mean, in those cases, it, yeah, I think you're right that, it, that it's supposed to be appealing on some, I, I bet the Germans have a word for it put it that way yeah
3: yeah, right i think that just again to to mention the office the thing that that they they do that thing with with michael scott that and it was like a critical point in the show when they decided that they had to do that with michael scott because uh ricky gervais's character they never did that with in the british show and that Mm -hmm. spoke better to british audiences but they realized very smartly that they needed to turn his character around and give him redeeming qualities or no Mm -hmm. one was going to like the show and something mm-hmm. about, or at least not the ninety percentile, like Pepe was talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, And maybe it's just that he doesn't reach Michael Scott doesn't reach the same depths of depravity that this character does. But something about it works better with the office, or his appeal is better. Yeah. And I yeah, yeah and I yeah. don't know what it, it pushes is exactly. it
0: into that other realm. I think is what you guys are, uh, if, if we're going to run with what we were talking about previously. It pushes it above that threshold where it's going to be considered mass- massively appealing. You know even though the, the pepe doesn't like the office either i it's you'd admit that it's one of the most um uh, if if not the most successful tv show sitcom show of all time um yeah. because it reached that threshold they were able to find that balance for this american audience um yeah i also agree with that they didn't probably didn't need to do that with the british show that's that's a different style of humor there as well that seems to and if you watch that special ever, you'll get immediately what I'm saying about the guy's humor. Uh, car, uh, his Dark Materials. Jim, is it Jimmy Carr or something? Um, oh, yeah, there was Joe. There, like he he goes beyond where Bad Santa goes. Let me just say that. Um, and so like he's tr- he literally is trying to get canceled in a way almost but with his humor. And there's some kind of entertainment to that because, you know, it's a kind of meta, right? It speaks to the cancel culture directly. Um, and he's aware of that. And so he's, he's almost like bumping up against that, that boundary, almost like a velociraptor trying to test the, uh, compound for weakness. Oh man.
4: Wow. You know?
0: Yeah. Right.
4: Why? She's, so, she's so clever. I know exactly. Clever girl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think, um, we sort of mentioned this also is that it's, it, it like cleaves a little too closely to reality uh, for me. I think if, I think if they had either turned it up a little bit more so that it was even more hyperbolic or toned it back so that it was um, not quite so bleak.
0: Um,
4: and it might've have gained have
0: s- you and it might've lost yeah, right. those. It's, it's hard to say like what would be the best, but i mean that's that might have played better for you for sure yeah um, well i mean
4: I, I i don't mean to say that just this would just a, a, to appease me um, but i think it would be it would be closer to what we would recognize as a comedy
0: yeah okay a, i see what you're saying if that was speaking. their objective yeah i think yeah, their objective yeah. was not that right and that's yeah. I, I agree yeah, I think if I, you did I, right, that right, of
4: thing, this movie would be very different. It would not. It would, yes. It would lose the thing it was trying
0: to do, which is. It would it's, be more. The thing it was like, trying to
4: do is very clear.
0: It would be more in line with what Jingle All the Way was trying to do, you know, like be just massively appealing to a wide audience, right?
4: Well, but I think you can be like, I think Monty Python has been with us for so long that we don't really okay. see it as subversive. But there's, like, subversive shit in Monty Python, you know? Sure, like a sure. Lot, You know? Um, th- like, those movies are not... Good comedy like should PG hold society ratings, up, they're like, like a PG-er. mirror up to society. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but also, I think that, like, um, like, shock value for the sake of being shocking isn't necessarily, like, I can see no, why I one might want to that. It do becomes that. a
0: gimmick, and I don't like right, gimmicks yeah. just for the sake of having a gimmick.
4: Yeah, but I mean, I remember like, um, he's been on my mind recently because I watched his the recent special he released. But like, uh, Louis C.K.'s like early stuff, mm-hmm. and a, a lot, and like, a, well, just his stuff in general is like pretty dark, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, especially his stuff about like having kids and the shit he talks about having dealing with, with his kids and stuff, like. Mm-hmm. But and I find that shit hilarious. I think it's like it's just the wildest shit you ever heard someone say, and it's hilarious. Um, but there's something about yeah, there's something about um, there's something about these characters coming across to me as being pitiable that is hard for me to get over, for for I think the same reasons why it's hard for me to to laugh at Napoleon Dynamite. Similar reasons, I would say.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite aside, just to stick, for me, just to stick with this film, I get what you're saying as far as as far as that goes. I just also find the situations and, and whatnot funny yeah. in that sense. But I totally get why you might have that reaction and that that's a possible reaction people would have. And if I was the filmmaker behind this, doing the, making this specific movie, I would probably know that I wasn't going to hit that 90 percentile thing, but that the people who did find yeah, it funny right. would probably find it less appealing if I tried to hedge my bets or whatever and tried to apologize for it in any way, shape, or form. You really have to kind of go for it. And, yeah. and you know, movies that do that, sometimes they're even, like, applauded when they come out, but then they age terribly. Um, Ace Ventura has some stuff in it that was, like, that really went for it, and then there's, like, elements of it that make it almost unwatchable now. You know? And that's been about recently, too. It's like, you know... Yeah. But it put the filmmakers on the map at the time um again another late 90s film or something
4: yeah i mean and i think that there's a difference um there's a difference between being um having a massive appeal because you're sort of like milk toast and having a massive appeal because you're excellent
0: right um you can't yes you have to also be excellent yeah yeah i mean like
4: yeah i think like um well, I I don't know. I was gonna say like you, I think Marvel movies are are a sort of an example that I would use. For, maybe it's not the best example because people get upset about it. But like I think well, those those are the ten
0: percent like, though. I mean, ninety percent of people, you know, they went so far as to include Marvel as that joke in the in the Man Park sketch on SNL this season, where the guys introduced themselves. Just all they said was Marvel to each other, and that was enough. Marvel <laughs> yeah. Marvel. Yeah,
4: but I think that those uh, the. Those movies are an example of mass appeal because they are like engineered to be, um, like <laughs> they're they're engineered to be like enjoyed fifty one percent, and so you can't dislike. Like it's they're engineered to be enjoyed in a very like un um, shoot. I can't think of the word like unoffensive. Un- 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 they're un- engineered un- to be unoffensive. Oh,
0: unoffensive. Right? There's no, there's no, like, yeah. there's
4: no like edge to them at all, right? Anyone could, you could literally sit down anyone in front of that movie and they would have. Especially in China. Time, they're they're right?
0: being real yeah. careful about offending uh, the Chinese government. Yeah, right. So yeah, 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 I take your point. They are, they yeah, are definitely so. being led by that. They have to reach a mass audience and that's, that's a different type of filmmaking. And it's, yeah. it's sometimes even harder to make that excellent because you might end up with something that, tastes a lot like margarine you know
4: well yeah but i i think that uh, like i think that that's why those movies have a mass appeal is because they they are or i guess the point that i was trying to make is those movies are not excellent they have a mass appeal there are movies that are excellent and that is why they have a mass appeal um i'm not saying that those movies are bad okay well give me the counter
0: give me the counter um Sample uh, example. Well, I think Monty Python would be a good example. Oh, okay, Monty Python. Well, what specific movie? Well, I guess you said Marvel. Um, Yeah, I mean that. Well, I mean, like, like, well, I I would argue that there are some uh, within the Marvel movies that I really do think are great films that are unique and and uh, and outside of just trying to be fifty-one percent or whatever you were you were were using to get your point across um but in general yes they're trying to be non-offensive and mass appealing in that sense like that's their one of their leading objectives uh they cannot break that rule lest they lose china's box office returns right yeah
4: yeah yeah um i'm trying to think i think a lot of or i think a lot of like stuff that um like pixar does too like Pixar has an idea, they have a vision, and they do it, and they, like, make it their own, and it has, and, I mean, in some sense, because of the subject matter, it has a mass appeal, but also it doesn't, like, the, the very best of the Pixar stuff doesn't feel like it's made by a committee, you know? It has, like, a, you see the singular vision in it, and you're like, oh, okay. They, like, the people who made this had an idea, They executed it like perfectly with like laser precision. And that's why it's awesome.
0: Yeah. At its best, it's funny how films and, and works like that, that you work so closely with different departments and have so many people involved still tend to do better when you have a singular vision or someone in charge of that aspect of it that can shepherd it along like a director or. In TV's case, the head writer or, or, you know, maybe in Marvel's case, an executive producer with the singular vision. Like someone has to has to be in that top spot to make sure that it doesn't become a movie by committee or someone who's yeah. not a very strong leader where they end up just kind of directing traffic rather than directing the movie. I mean, that can happen, too. I saw one the other day. Yeah. I actually have an idea for another show called Turkey Shoot. Um, where we sit around and yeah, watch a movie together, kind of like an MSTK three thing. Um, but it's called Turkey shoot. That's the difference. Um, so, uh, where the movie is just a total Turkey and it's just like, I've had that happen twice in the last week where I, I, something was on, I walked in the room and I watched a bit of it. I was like, this feels like this was the person's first time directing and both cases, I looked it up and it was absolutely true. It was their first time. But yeah, I see the common mistakes you made in uh, in the and that that first time directors do. Um yeah. and so that's the thing. Anyway, I, I digress though. Well I mean I, be... I
4: think that I think that like there like uh James, a mutual friend of ours, James and I were talking about we were talking about Metallica and we were talking about the black album because okay. that's that sounds like black a James conversation. Yeah, yeah. The black album is sort of like a like that sort of tipping point in Metallica's career right yes, cuz it, it moved was. them away from like the thrash metal Absolutely
0: different production style yeah, yeah. approach yes and yet still and, very popular it maybe their yeah, most popular right. album widely appealing anyway
4: yeah and and like the re- like the reason at least for that James sort of like chalked it up to was that was their producer i think it was their producer mm-hmm. i don't i don't know the music lingo the, the music industry lingo but like they would lay down a track and they, or the guys in Metallica would lay down a track and they'd be like, good, we're done, you know? And yeah. then he would come in and be like, really? You that's sure the, that's
0: the best you can do? Yeah. I know you, the producer. that's the
4: one you want yeah. that
0: one for yeah. everyone
4: to hear that one. Yep. And they'd be like, oh, I guess not, you know, let's do it again. <laughs> you know, that sounds yeah, like James's yeah.
0: philosophy with art and sort of mine as well. It's like, all right. I always try to push towards this beyond what I, it, what most people might think is acceptable with with things you know and that can be good yeah. but it also can drag you down but um so what was but that's the how, I think how you get to course? excellence that's it how is, you get to that it, but you can also that's also how you get to not producing anything because you're such a perfectionist that you know right. yeah. some you have to know that you have to have that wisdom to know the difference when it's time to move on and when it's t- time to push that's part of being a good director too it's like you don't want to waste your time getting a perfect take of of a, a secondary character, you know, saying a line when you need to have your primaries do a very specific, like, dangerous stunt coming up. You know, you want to spend your bulk of your day yeah. on that or something. That kind of thing. But I think, yeah, like, but I think overall, that's like... Overall, you better strive to be better than the white noise of media that's coming out there.
4: Right, yeah. But I think that's why, or I what I was trying to illustrate is that, like, that's a way that you can get, like, that's why a bunch of people who'd never listened to Metallica before bought the Black album, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's because it had
4: that, it was excellent enough to go beyond their
0: their Specific. base, right? Yes, their, exactly. Their, it expanded their, to the yeah. general audience appeal. Right. Mm-hmm.
4: And, it's, and so audience. it's not, and so I feel like, <laughs> to bring it back, I feel like that is like that is something that transcends taste, right? Those people didn't have a taste for Metallica, yes, But the excellence the was enough. Nothing
0: is objective,
4: hundred percent, right? The, those, but like that, they there was something about that. There was something about that that was good enough to like push it push it beyond the boundaries of taste to get into sort of like the general public or like the uh, to get it to the ninety percent.
0: Yes, colloquially the, the, pushing it beyond taste. Yeah, yeah, there's always there's yeah. I always have to say that just because I'm so rational, like, and science minded, yeah. and and that's just a no no. It's kind of like with that character thing. Like, what does the character or person want you to think with the whole judgment thing? I always have yeah. to like mentally tell myself yes, but <laughs> that always has to be there. But yeah, a, I I I I'm point. so
4: surprised to hear you say that. We should have a whole conversation just about that because that's 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 such a surprise for me to hear you say that. That I don't, don't believe in objective like, truth. No, no, no. That you don't think movies
0: want us to feel ways about characters. No, I think they do. We have had this conversation. I think what yeah, we landed was so basically that it's it's almost semantics. It's almost like I can't I, I find it difficult to even think about it in that term because if I do that, I'm going to ruin the thing I'm trying to create. But yeah, it's there kind of in my peripheral that yes, there is some kind of an objective there. But if you look right at it, you're going to make it the most generic and terrible version of itself. It's yeah. it's just kind okay. of like a mind trick more that, than anything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But I think that there's many cases where they want you to think a certain thing or at least they know that most people will think that or whatever. They're aware of that. They should be. Um, but maybe yeah. that belongs more in the editing room than in the directing room. So it's it's a matter yeah. of what hat you're wearing too. But uh, I, I find that subject very fascinating too. But um i would be remiss if i played zero clips of bernie mac um uh, yeah so i'm gonna play a clip with him negotiating because this is about how every negotiation i ever have actually worked with <laughs> me that
4: was a good scene yeah
0: yeah uh when troy i forget his name in the movie is trying to negotiate with bernie mac who has caught them and he wants a, a taste is how he puts it yeah it, but tastes, it ends yeah. up being much more yeah anytime i try to sell anything online this is i'm I'm on the other end of this <laughs> right
3: but you also been caught by me so this is how it's gonna be i don't want to take over i don't even want to change your scam whatever you guys do it works all i want is a taste when the deed is done we part ways i buy a little
0: ranch and have a sou you all take your little medicine show back on the road.
2: How much? Half. No fucking way. You don't know if you're a Easy, easy. Just back off. Well, I, I, got, this. I got this. I got this. I
4: got this, honey. 30%. That's three of us. 30%, that's fair. Half. I meant 33. I meant half. And a third. Half. 35.
3: Half.
2: 40 yeah. 42 <sighs> 45 yeah. 48 49. Yeah. Well, what's one point? We split the dough right down the middle. Any merchandise you take, I get to look at and cherry pick. No, money's one thing, but you ain't getting a this. This ain't no Chinese man, you off. i tell you. <laughs> what you
0: this is Pricks Fix. This
4: is Pricks Fix.
0: I got this. Yeah, that's me. I got this, yeah. honey. Let me negotiate. <laughs> you have to know when you have leverage in a negotiation or not. All right. So I think we pretty well settled on how we feel about this film. Why don't we, um,
4: consider yeah, what we might create We should, we grade should let Devin talk again. He hasn't oh, said anything about it. Devin, Did
0: you have any uh, other final thoughts on this one that you wanted to relay?
3: Uh, no, I think I'm ready to grade. I think I've said basically everything. I don't, I don't want to keep piling it on. Pepe's, Pepe's done a great job of tearing this movie apart.
0: <laughs> really? Oh, sure oh wow. That. I thought I was doing a elaborate, uh, tap dance around that um but i guess i'll let it let it leave it leave it to our audience to judge uh, i'm curious what jim will I'll actually say too and let's not forget that we're at 50 percent here because cat's totally on on my boat here even That's though she's true. not present yeah oh, um Jim's so we're 50, 50 now if now if jim liked it that wouldn't that put us closer to the 75 percent that i that uh I rotten guess, tomatoes well, would have us it wouldn't we'll be quite be there it would It'd
4: be closer <laughs> I would just show that Devin and I have better taste of movies than you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is coming from a guy who just just Devin's taste in every. What did you say last week with Jingle All the Way? I forget. You want to quote that? Uh, Me? (laughs) No, I'm asking you. You said you you weren't surprised by the quality of the movie that it was Devin's pick or something. Oh,
4: yes, that's true. I wasn't surprised. (laughs) Let
3: me.
0: I I will. let me just let me just
3: bring my my status down a little bit here, uh, especially in Pepe's eyes, and just say that I I don't find uh, Monty Python particularly funny.
0: There you go. I'm just gonna, play, I'm just gonna oh out There's your there's your ob-
3: objectivity Sorry.
0: argument out the window.
3: <sighs> Actually, according to Rotten Tomatoes, it's five percent. So it's ninety five percent.
0: I think we have enough on on Bad Santa to come up with grades. Um, I think that probably I I predict uh educated guests 90 percent confident that this grade will be hurt by not having cat and jim uh here oh we have a grade for cat okay well let's see how that fares then um let's see if we can get in the c range at least with cat i'm curious what her grade will be but first we do need to uh have a word from our sponsor and take a short commercial break and now a word from our sponsors Have you been a bad little boy or girl this year? Are you on the naughty list? Then march right over to your nearest landline or rotary phone, pick up the receiver, and call now. 976-BAD-SANTA. You heard it right. (laughs) 976-BAD-SANTA. There will be lap-sitting, stocking-stuffing. And more ho-ho-hos than you can handle. Unwrap this gift in a box. Just tug here on the shiny red ribbon. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I call a Christmas miracle. Disclaimer. You will be charged a premium of $4.20 per minute for the duration of the call. And the long-distance rate of 69 cents per minute will also apply. Nice. gee hee I said the things. We don't mothball the Santa suit because at nine seven six bad Santa, we elf you year-round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the new category. I met Devin. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't. What, what was it? Yeah, so hot right now. I want to do that as a category. Uh, for- right, 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 oh. right. That'll be a fun one. Oh, it's so hot right now.
4: I thought that was already one we had, honestly. Well, there was romance on there, I think. No, 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 but like
0: specifically like like things that are big. So hot right now, as in yeah. Zoolander. Oh, as I could have sworn I've read that. Huh. Maybe I'd already submitted it. Maybe I submitted it twice then. Yeah, well, yeah. if if it if it's a good enough idea, it will seem familiar, right? That's what the saying says. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, why don't we get through this terrible part? This is gonna be very terrible for me, I imagine um and grade this thing um i'm gonna quote fonzie and give it an a uh even though it ruined penday's nice. day i felt so bad after watching this man
4: It just ruined ruined
0: my day you'll get the final grade so you can put that nail in the coffin uh, <laughs> Evan, what, what are you gonna grade uh bad santa oh by the way did you guys uh. do you guys know what version you watched don't know. if have any idea? Amazon had, yeah, that's imagine okay. just the, curious. the like, DVD pet probably. If you hated Bad Santa, why do you watch Badder Santa, Devin? Yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure it'll totally turn around for me. Upcoming. Okay.
4: Six extra minutes of just chewing. Yeah, exactly. To
3: compare this film to uh, the other Christmas movie that I gave an F to, uh, The Notorious, the, the movie that should not be named, um, the reason why I gave that movie an F was because it is a, a bad movie that is poorly made and it's like okay. it's bad and poorly okay. made that for me, that's an F. This is a bad movie, but there's nothing about it is poorly made. No, there's there no, no mistakes in the production. There's no bad acting. There's no, I mean, not even really bad writing in the sense. It's just like confusing writing for me, but I, I do think it's personal taste at least. Um, so I can't, I can't give it an F. But I can give it a D, and that is what I'm going to give it.
4: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay. What what was the other Christmas movie that you gave an F
3: to? Uh, the Jim's Jim's early early Christmas present to us. All. The Voldemort oh. once again. Oh,
4: like in that. Oh, no, oh, the other I see, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. All yeah, um, through the, so, don't say it. Yeah,
3: don't yeah. Say it. don't no. invoke its name. Right? Uh,
0: definitely don't say Cat. it three times.
3: Uh, i alluded to this earlier i said it wasn't a mm-hmm. spoiler but i guess by mm-hmm. by admitting that i was surprised by
0: it i sort of spoiled it she gave it a b oh okay that's not surprising considering her opinion yeah. but we hadn't heard her opinion when you said that so. yeah surprising right, yeah. to me just because of
3: everything i know about her as a person <laughs> and i even texted <laughs> her when i saw the email i texted her and i was like How, why did you rate this so highly and she's like it was a good bad movie i gave it credit for being bad and i was like yeah but you didn't give Jingle All the Way credit for being bad. You rated that as C plus. And But she's we got an in, in her
0: video, and I'll let her speak for herself. In that, she's, she's really funny. seemed to like it. So she's kind of on board with me. Like I think with we just had that similar humor takeaway from this, which I'll yeah. uh, remind you guys is the seventy five percent of the audience, of, which is three quarters. Yeah, so right. I'm yeah. in the majority. <laughs> all right, Pepe. Where are we gonna, yeah, pe- we're gonna people, <laughs> put that nail in, drive it right in through my heart?
4: The people on Rotten Tomatoes also <laughs> think that Shawshank Redemption is the best fucking movie ever made.
0: So it isn't, but it's uh it's a very, very good one to, in my opinion. But we'll get to that yeah. eventually. <laughs> um yeah, uh
4: so I think that um you know, I after watching this movie, I thought a lot about what sort of movie would get an F and what sort of movie would get a D. And we've sort of mm-hmm. talked about that before, you know. Um, I don't think this movie is without merit. I, like at the very, like sort of what Devin said, like the shots are in focus. You can see what's happening, you know. Um, yeah I'd probably nothing. argue
0: beyond that. But yes, the technical parts are, there's nothing lacking there. But right, we're yeah, well, more- I just that counts for something but it shouldn't make right, I just mean that's right, like yeah. the
4: lowest common like at the very least it has that
0: right yes and so, so not uh, and there's that.
4: there are some movies that don't <laughs>
0: you know no yeah, um, yeah there certainly are yeah I've worked on yeah. some of them yeah and
4: there were parts of this that I laughed at um, so but it ruined your day it did ruin my day I hated watching this movie um, I hope I never have to watch it again <laughs> Please don't submit this for a review um, when our <laughs> review season eventually comes. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, yeah. You'll um, know if I'm
0: mad at you if I do. Oh, knowing man. what I know now,
4: just this movie made me so sad. Um, yeah, so I'm. So anyway, all that is to say, I'm going to give it the lowest possible passing grade, I guess, which is a D minus.
0: Okay. Yeah, I expected yeah. nothing less after having a movie ruin your day. Um, yeah. although I guess, uh, I always, uh, Requiem for a dream is not something I would want to watch again. And I didn't, I, it was a challenging movie and I felt uncomfortable watching it, but I didn't come out thinking it was a bad movie. I thought it, yeah. it was a well-made movie and the messaging was good, but it was just too, too dark, you know, and there was no humor in that. Um, and it was right. too bleak or whatever. I don't know if I well, would have given it to um, I'm trying to like come up with some kind of version that makes similar sense to me, some kind of parallel that I can compare it to.
4: I mean, I would say, I would say, in that, and I would agree with you. I don't, Requiem for a Dream is a movie that I don't want to like, like pop in on a Saturday
0: afternoon. You no, know? it's not something but, uh, but, I may ever watch again, to be honest.
4: Yeah. Um, but I think, like, I think if you come away from that movie feeling that way, the movie has worked on you. And I don't think that this movie wanted there me to come go. away feeling
0: the way that I felt. So, <laughs> yeah, that's good way to way to crystallize that. Yeah, well done. Yes, because I didn't. I yes, I felt exactly the way that the filmmaker wanted me to feel coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's your there's your famous line used I me. Mean, so <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it I, mean, I think well, you should. Yeah. You but, should have yeah. an objective.
4: Yeah. Like if you come you out of. You should know that when you're movie, making someone
0: cry and you should know when you're making someone laugh, right? Right.
4: Yeah. If you come out of like. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you come out of Requiem for a Dream, just like clicking your heels, you know, <laughs> like. Reminds so me of Naked Gun. They, they yeah. came <laughs> out
0: of. In that movie, they came out of uh, like Platoon or something laughing. Yeah. Like right, just laughing yeah. like it was a comedy. That was the joke, yeah. I guess. It cut up. It it, it, it uh, um I don't know. I think it panned up or something. Up to the sign. Yeah. Um, have you seen any of the Naked Gun films, Devin? I'm always curious what you've watched because of course we're in, Devin a different has generation. No way.
3: I feel like I might have. I'm not positive. I might be confusing it with a different film series, but I think when I was a kid, I have watched at least one of them.
0: That was on TV a lot. Yeah. They're on TV so a lot. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you just caught it on TV or something.
4: They have O.J. Simpson in them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sticks out H- like a sort of thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yes. It's that the,
3: the main. The main guy is like a is like a white the white one white haired guy, right? Yeah Leslie, yeah. Yeah, 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 Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've definitely he's seen it. Very, very
0: funny for okay. being yeah. a yeah. D-
3: distinctly remember a scene where he's breaking into someone's bedroom and it's like very long and prolonged as he like falls over all their like off their dresser. Yeah, there's a, a lot kind of like slapstick stuff. physical yeah.
0: humor in it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you've seen it. Yeah. By the same guys that did airplane and some of the other slapstick yeah. type of oh, uh, yeah comedies. So some of those have, are considered some of the top comedies. Um, it's an interesting time for comedy. Um, yeah. So that, I'm sure that the, that'll that be a fun series to do when we do we should do a specific slapstick type of that type of comedy um, movie because there's a lot of those good ones out there.
4: That sounds like a good idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, what are they? Satire? Because the, the, even Airplane yeah. has referenced reference back to a serious film And that was Leslie Nielsen's thing. Like he came from, he was just a very serious guy. And so sticking him in those situations where he's like a very serious high, uh, talk about comedy theory, this very serious high status guy that just keeps having his status lowered at every damn turn. Um, It's hilarious. Um okay so final grade gpa without jim's grade um we're just going to have to kick that down the road and and alter it later and I'll mention it triumphantly next time when it raises inevitably raises the the grade now he he'll watch him hate this now i'll I'll be very curious but uh what is our like gpa christmas with movies, a, so. yeah but maybe this this, much exa- this is though. such a like almost anti christmas movie that's a that happens to be about that uh Neither neither would uh, the main character in this like Christmas movies, right? I could see Jim like in this movie. I think he will, but yeah. I'm, I'll be curious to find out. But anyway, GPA based on the four grades for those that were able to make it to so tonight is... A 4.0. 2.25, oh. <laughs>
3: 2.
0: okay. which is
3: a C, um, which puts it at uh, not quite our least favorite movie of all time. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't get that hat. Uh, Under the Skin is still like another less, one um and so yeah. oh, is, that makes me so upset <laughs> uh there was another one that was lower oh yeah both uh horse girl and stranger than fiction no no those are 2.4 sorry i misread that uh i think under the skin might be the only one below a
0: 2.25 that i'm seeing <laughs> nobody got that uh, film. yeah that, so, that yeah, was oh, a, that was man. a challenging film too you gotta hand it to me that i at least like to do challenging films oh, that all I'm, through the house sorry i all both the house, of course Oh, okay. 1.86. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Really? I thought I got a little better than that. That's interesting. Funny how memory yeah. works like that. But I will say <laughs> this for myself. I, I boldly introduced movies that I'm not sure will be hits with you guys. Because um, I'm more I'm much more interested in what your takes are and analyzing the movie and seeing what our varied opinions are. Um, I've been more surprised when we nail it on the head, like what. You know, similar to what their grades are on Rotten Tomatoes, to be honest, because we all tend to have our own voice, a strong voice to bring to the show.
3: Yeah. Uh, oddly, I, I calculated the, like, grades are weird. Uh, the American grading system is very strange, but 2.25 technically is a 56% in terms of out, of, like, 2.25 out of four, the possible 4.0 is 56%. Even mm-hmm. though a C mm-hmm. is seventy percent, so like if if we were to rate this movie out of ten, we would have effectively, or out of hundred, I guess we would have effectively given it like a fifty-six percent mm-hmm. um, average mm-hmm. for, for everyone on the podcast, which isn't a C, but I don't know. Again, but uh, grades are but I'm
0: I'm counting on the fact that Jim's grade will be somewhere close to Cat yeah. or Minds, which would inevitably put it much closer to the Rotten Tomatoes score, which is I think where this will land. But we'll we'll see um so much depends on jim i know i think jim
3: i i am confident jim would give it higher than me and pepe did and oh yeah i think so drag it up at least a little yeah
0: yeah i I think you'll i think that he'll grade it quite high that would be my guess but i've been wrong i've been really wrong with jim before so um i never assume that my i I never assume that i'm right about what you guys will think about things um, that's for
4: sure. I have to say, I I love hearing these like groupings of movies by grade and like what's associated with what grades. I think that's yeah, fascinating. That's it's
0: good. It is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, to me. To I mean, me. I just, I hopefully, it's fascinating to the audience too. I just love analytics in general. I
3: don't know why. I've always sure, been just sure. I've enamored with like knowing like like the Spotify Wrapped. It's like one of my favorite things. Just because it's like oh, analytics yeah. about me as a person. It's like yeah, like what do I listen to? What am I? What's my favorite song? I don't know. Like I wish. If I ever got like a genie's lamp, I would wish for some kind of device that I could just like look up facts about my life or like life in general. Like, how many pennies have I found in my life? I would love to know that number. I don't know why. I'm just fascinated by that.
0: Like, if I could somehow just know, I bet future generations will get to that point. I mean, if we don't wipe ourselves out, contacts
3: that record everything. Yeah,
0: I think that eventually we'll get data on so much that that you'll be able to enter the black mirror.
4: But that's also where (laughs)
0: statistics come in too, where they're able to figure out to a relative degree. And I find that stuff fascinating. Like how many times does a person yawn in their life? Somebody spent some time figuring that one out, you know, and they got it pretty darn close uh, according to the math. Um, But speaking of uh, statistics and um, let's talk about rolling some dice. Yeah. Figure out what uh, we'll be watching for the opening of series seven which is um, Oscar losers that should have won. Oh, I wanted
4: to, I wanted to uh, mention something about this. I think that yes. when, when the movie is revealed, whoever reveals it should also say what the movie they chose Lost to was.
0: Yes, no, yes, that, yes. You mean once we've exactly. done it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. You should, okay. Uh, and I won't read that if that information's included then in the... I'll just stick to the movie and the and what it uh, when it released. So we'll save that for the show. But uh, yeah, that is also some fascinating stuff um, because yeah. there's a conversation to be had about what that too. I Those can't wait. This is going to be such. A, I'm really looking forward to this series. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty. It's a great way to kick off the new year, 2022. Series seven. Uh, join us for that. Uh, who's rolling the dice? I'm assuming Devin, you got a six-sided uh, dice you yeah. can roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have a digital. I'll just use the digital. I don't digital know. Dice. Dice. okay, do it. Yeah, okay. So we just have a uh, full of, disclosure of, we an have analog. I'm sorry. Wait, what was that?
4: Devin keeps outing himself as not actually rolling real dice.
0: Yeah, you don't Wait, need you. Nobody just, just to. Leave to Nobody week, wants to Nobody wants Okay, leave that. good. Yeah. We're all good. Why don't why don't you roll real dice? I just don't uh, have the only reason I don't is I don't have a one-sided dice. Otherwise, I'd probably roll a real dice. Yeah.
3: No, it's just and I, I don't have one. And also, one. random.org uses atmospheric noise to create true randomness. That's so cool. But, that is
0: a neat concept because yeah, that's mind. something they've, uh, they've strived to do in gaming and such to make things truly random, and that's a difficult thing to achieve, uh, it turns out. So, yeah, uh, I'll take your point on that. Right. Okay, so... All right. Uh, let us see where we will find ourselves in a fortnight. Uh, with series seven episode one are you ready with your dice i am prepared all right here we go
3: that is a five which is a three for our purposes
0: okay oh you didn't just roll a a three-sided i don't know i did three-sided dice Oh, you really did use a real dice this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I thought that I was like, what is that extra sound? Okay. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yes, sir. So okay, so that's a three. We got a three. Let us see what we get with a three. With a three, we will be watching a movie called. Oh, I didn't randomize it. Hang on. I'll have to edit this part out or uh tap no. and say something funny so i don't have to edit <laughs> put you guys on the spot and then wait in. if
4: this is gonna get edited this is the part where we could show our butts
0: <laughs> there you go. finally tune into the youtube video instead of the podcast and you'll get a little treat <laughs> yeah a little extra
4: something no one wants to see <laughs> yes talking about that
3: I'm proving that i'm a shitting santa right now
4: oh yeah I have on camera Best kind of <laughs> oh god we could, well, we, this will be, this will be, the, this episode will be the catalyst for us starting our OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, you knew the paywall fine, was coming. Yeah. Little did you know what kind yeah. of paywall. Um, Little did
4: you know it was going to be Shiza porn. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. Um, yeah. Don't miss that one. 2022 is the no year. Way. Okay. Let's. <laughs> there's I, so I, many number twos I in 2022. I terribly apologize. Yeah. We're becoming Three the tears. very thing that Pepe hates um, so <laughs> we will be watching a movie called get out which is uh, uh came out in 2017 and it is currently streaming oh, okay. on FX now or spectrum TV so watch get out for our series 7 opening show in a fortnight from when this was recorded um Excellent. if you're watching the future, you probably go check it out it right is, now yes cool excited show business um we will announce the winner of the who dundee awards but we're going to kick the award show itself down the line to when we have cat back because she couldn't make it in person tonight i want to prepare yes but uh i was subtly hinting that cat is the winner of the 6th uh, who Dundee Award, and I'm not going to reveal what her award is for. She can reveal that um, when we present Ooh. that to her in person through the magic of the internet. And uh, very clever visual effects. I bet it's uh, Bushiest <laughs> Beaver. No, um, I'm Bushiest Beaver. Oh no! Yeah. There can only be uh, one.
3: Sneakers.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, yeah, we shall mine. see.
0: What will it be? Tune in to uh, presumably... Yes. Tune into Series Seven, Episode One in the Fortnite to see what award she got. But congratulations, Cat! And I think that means that each one of us at least has one statue. I believe so. Does it? some uh, of yeah. us? One of us? I think one of us has two.
4: So just so Devin is the only two-time
0: yes, winner? and he did it twice in only. a row. Yeah. So we have a lot to uh, still fight for as far Jeez. as dominant. It's been four seasons, but I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> But Kat is our current reigning champion moving forward out of into uh, Series 7. So congratulations, Kat. And uh, we will do the Who Dundee Awards uh, next time we see you. Um, but feel free to let her know. Congratulations and good job. And um, we'll see her soon. Okay, other show business. You can write to me at, or the show, or anyone on the show, at the email ben at redhenmedia.com um go ahead and write us in tell us uh how we're doing did we do something wrong did we do something right uh did you arrive at the same conclusions as james pepe and are therefore objectively correct yeah, um, tell me
4: tell me about <laughs> well, that
0: what parts of the show do you like best did you learn something new is uh is this film terminology old hat for you where are you listening from uh, do you have any other questions or comments write into the show and let us know and you may also win a who Dundee Award as an honorary uh, winner? If you write to us, so do that. Uh, okay, I think that's just about it. Oh, no, well, maybe I'm forgetting huh? something. Who's that?
1: Just one more thing. No,
0: nope. it uh, <laughs> turns out uh, we have to end the show now because I'm under arrest for murder. I guess I didn't get away with it in that opening sequence that was uh, had you rooting for me. How do we always didn't you always root for the the bad guy? And if you watch Columbo or those shows, the way they set it up, like they set it up as the villain, the murderer is the main character and you sort of empathize with them and their plight. So I always had this like I was always kind of half heartedly or maybe not even half heartedly rooting for the murderer to, to beat Columbo and get away with it sometimes, you know? I don't yeah. know if you guys have an opinion on that or not, but that no, was part no, of the fun of the show that. is like, okay, this part of the fun of the show is like the murderer is, it always starts with them and you kind of empathize with them first. And so you, you always feel like Columbo is chasing you in a way because you've entered the world through the eyes of the murderer. It was a, it was a clever twist on the show. I <laughs> highly recommend checking out Columbo if you haven't, It's uh, he's a cultural icon as well. Anyway, uh, that can be my one more thing, really. Um, no, uh, I, I do have something I can grab off camera real quick. Bear with me.
1: I kind of, I kind of mentioned this last time, but I didn't have it right here. Um,
0: it's uh, they're doing this thing now with cookbooks and this kind of, and and they're turning into like graphic novels. And so this is going to be backwards for you guys, but probably forwards for my co-host here. Uh, it's Let's make ramen. It's a comic book. Uh, cookbook and i'll go to some i'll just turn to some random page where there's illustrations um they also cover they cover the different broths the different types of ramen the history um let me see if the in the beginning they showed like these beautiful illustrations here kind of the history of of the food and stuff so these these hybrid recipe book cookbook uh comic books are becoming popular now and i love them um, and this one's been a fun one for me to read and try some of the, the different broths and, and recipes. Um, so I recommend checking that out. If you like cooking and you like comic books, put them together like chocolate and peanut butter. It's great. So this one's Let's Make Ramen uh, comic book cookbook uh, by Sarah. I probably seen this wrong. Beacon, B-E-C-A can and Hugh Amano. Check it out if you like ramen as I do and like cooking and comic books. Nice. What have you got for us this week? Mr. Devin Schwartz.
3: Well, uh, quickly, not my my main topic, but I wanted to mention, if you're a fan of one more thing as a concept, um, the uh, show triple click again, that also has this concept that we may have borrowed from. um, They, uh, if you're a subscriber of theirs uh, to or a subscriber of maximum fun, and you get access to the bonus content, which they do a, a monthly, bonus episode their bonus episode for january is going to be a ones more thing cast where the whole episode is just one one more things um, and they just talk about all kinds of random topics of things they're into
0: and enjoy it. so sounds like a good gateway for yours them. truly to check it out since i'm familiar yeah, with that exactly. content to yeah. see what they do and um exactly. and so it's the triple click podcast right yeah
3: triple click is yeah that's the video game podcast and then yeah if you okay. subscribe to maximum fun which is a five dollar monthly thing it's it's a non-profit podcast network um or not non you... i guess a, a creator-owned podcast network is what i mean to say
0: oh that's nice that's good so it's not yeah. some big faceless corporation trying to push into this uh very uh oversaturated money yeah exactly exactly um so do you pay for any podcasts i'm curious
3: Yeah, so I I subscribe to to not to triple to maximum fun, which gives me bonus episodes. What they do is they have a once yearly max fun drive where every single show produces at least one bonus episode. Some of them do multiple, and then but then triple click is unique in that they do monthly bonus episodes that are for subscribers. So they have twelve a year.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. A lot and of podcasts uh, do the the extra bonus content or you get it early or something like that. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So that's
0: good that that mm-hmm. exists. And it also, it helps out the creators. And um, yeah, you don't have to listen to commercials, which are always yeah. lame, except <laughs> for mine, which are fake and funny. Hopefully, hopefully you find them funny, funny enough. Um, yeah. But cool. My actual
3: topic, sorry, uh, is oh, a okay. different podcast. That. That I know that was my side. That was my bonus topic. Uh, my actual topic is a, another podcast called Office Ladies. Uh, this is mostly for the show, at least. This is mostly a recommendation for Ben. This is Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela on The Office, and yes. Jenna Fisher, who plays uh, uh, Pam Beasley yes. on The Office.
0: Love they of are my best life.
3: friends in real life. They uh, do all kinds of stuff together. And one of them is this podcast called Office Ladies, where they are rewatching The Office episode by episode, like actually going and watching the episode sometimes multiple times and just talking about it like it's both them kind of reviewing wow, the episode perfect but then yeah also giving insight on how it was made and weird little background tidbits um and uh talking to people who worked on the show anywhere from like the prop guy who everyone loved to paul feig who directed a bunch of episodes um cool. is a very prolific director yeah and uh, it's a very fun show i will like one just word of caution it begins a little stiff i think they're both very like Palpably nervous in the first episode to yeah, begin the podcast, sure. which is how we cute because they're like huge stars. Yeah, oh, uh,
4: we sounded um, like idiots.
0: But they did sound, we have I mean, you gone back and listen to our yeah. earlier episodes? It's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> We are okay. just
4: pieces of wood speaking Well, I'm not the taking them down.
0: So if you want to hear some, if you're listening to us now, uh, go back. to we've all, We're we only 30 in. This is our 30th episode, by the way. Oh, I'll shit. we got to celebrate. So congratulations. Yeah, we yeah we'll play some video games you're after this. We're talking that.
3: about it. Yeah, we're going to play some video games after this. Oh, oh yeah, game. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one way we can take it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first episode I found a bit stiff and almost didn't keep listening, but I had a mm-hmm. feeling that it was nerves. And as I kept listening, they got a lot more relaxed and didn't feel so scripted. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, find, yeah. I found it um,
0: challenging, too, and rewarding. Uh, so yeah. hopefully they're having fun with that, and I'm sure it's hugely popular. I have actually heard of it. I have not listened to it, but I will now. I didn't realize that they watched... Ep- I, somehow it was lost on me that that's what that podcast was. Yeah, it, it, it was episode by episode rewatching. That's yeah. great. Okay, well, that's way more interesting than what I thought it was, which is, hey, you know us from The Office, and we're doing a podcast about general topics or something. I don't know yeah, why no. I thought that. Brian Baumgartner, who played Kevin, also has a podcast where I think he does that, and I haven't listened to that one either. But um, yes. having watched The Office as much as I have and being such a, a big fan of the show, I sh- really should watch that. Pepe, I, I'm sure you're going to run out and subscribe right away. I've, what have you I've listened to it
4: all. I mean, I'm oh, of course, I've uh, I'm the major the major donor to that podcast. Can teach a class. <laughs> yeah, I own fifty one percent of that podcast.
0: Of Yes, exactly. There you go. 51%. Yeah, it's, yeah.
3: It's funny too cuz they they have ads on the podcast and but it's like it's so weird cuz I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them are like small independent podcasts mm-hmm. that have commercials for like Squarespace and like uh, uh, Sun Sunbasket, the like food delivery service, like small companies that are, you know, advertising on small podcasts. And then their commercials are for like State Farm and Philadelphia Cream Cheese. Those are two of their sponsors that they do commercials for. And it feels hmm. so weird because I'm so not used to listening to like corporate commercials oh, on a podcast. <laughs> so, uh, it's happening, man.
0: Podcast is going mainstream fast. So Conan has a
4: podcast also, and he gets big, you know, big. Big ad reads for his too. Yeah. And one of his ads is Bud Light. Oh, weird. Listening weird to him do there. an ad for Bud Light is so fucking
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, and just it's so how funny. weird it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Li- he's like, has Conan ever even had a Bud Light? No, I mean, he's never on.
4: been in the same room as one. Seriously, um, but right? Like, but he's he's rare. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's reading their ad copy of, so it's like, so it's like crack open a cold one with your buds, but it's fucking Conan. Who's like, I actually, oh, I'm going to run out he, and listen
0: it's, to his Conan's, but it's, so it's
4: so good listening
0: to him. That he's is so bizarre. Oh, I like, yeah, I do find that bizarrely appealing. Weird. I thought, I thought the Philadelphia cream cheese ads were weird
3: just cause like That's, this yeah, is advertised yeah, for cream cheese. It's like the old know, ads what? for milk. Like, why? Who is this for? Who needs to be convinced?
4: And yeah, it's like why? Why does Coke spend any money advertising? Everybody knows yeah, what
3: it is. That's so strange.
0: Yeah, they just because it. I why me, I mean, eventually, I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's, it's right. a it's a weird topic <laughs> to open up. And just one more thing, but one that I find kind of fascinating too. Yeah, advertisement for itself on our <laughs> its effect on our society is very strange.
4: For the um, for, I feel like this has been like our our furthest ranging podcast for the, even though
0: there oh yeah, are all over the place. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Good quality content there. Um. Anyway, time to crack open a champagne bottle and oh, Pepe, did yeah. you have an actual just one more thing or was Conan's yes, podcast? You're just one more thing. My, I find that hard to thing, believe.
4: Yeah. My okay. Here thing we go. One was not Conan's ad read for Bud Light. Okay. Okay.
0: So yeah, that would Christmas, be so weird that if it was actually. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. For for Christmas I got a copy I got a copy of the Voynich manuscript. Um Voynich, why am I not familiar
0: with this? I feel like Voynich.
4: Yeah, Voynich. So this is like a um so like if you're into like uh sort of like sci-fi kind of stuff like uh, uh like yes, cryptic kind of, stuff, kind of stuff. Yeah. Um this is Something for you. So, this so the Voyage manuscript is a um, cipher. So it's a code okay. that has not been deciphered. Um, Where does it come it's, from? It's it's old. It's uh, I think it's fifteenth century. Yeah, fifteenth century. Okay. And it has so the so the copy that I have has all of the um, art that's in it, and so Borgeous. some of it. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks
0: like they did a good job of scanning all this stuff. Like, it looks like you're looking at the original pages on there. For those that you yeah. can see. They did a really, they, yeah, it looks like the... they have, each page has a picture, a high definition picture of the old weathered paper from the 15th century scanned at very high definition. And it looks really cool. Yeah.
4: If you just want to so... flip
0: through this thing and check out all this old ancient writings on this stuff.
4: Yeah. So it's it's all written in code. It hasn't been decoded. Mm -hmm. Um, But the sort of strange part about it is that there is stuff in it that we know about. So like there's like um, drawings of certain herbs and we know what they are. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, oh, well, this, you know, we're like, oh, this section must be about herbs. Right. But then there are herbs in there that just don't appear
0: on earth. Maybe extinct. Maybe they're not real. Yeah.
4: Yeah, they're just not real. And so there's all sorts of weird stuff in it. It's a very Interesting. strange document. If you want to just sort of wet your beak with it, you can just go onto Wikipedia and type in the Voynich,
0: Voynich so manuscript. Before the Renaissance happened, the whole like artists taking credit for their work was less done. <clears throat> it was in and out of favor, but during the Dark Ages specifically, it was out of favor. Uh, you were doing God's work. Some of the music from back then, we have no idea who wrote it, for example. Um, it just wasn't a part of art where you signed a thing. Um, but this was after the Renaissance, so I'm surprised there isn't some kind of indication of who wrote it, or is there? Am I mistaken in that assumption? No, I
4: mean, it's, it's encoded. Presumably this guy, this so guy Nothing created... about this is
0: not encoded.
4: Yeah, there's nothing in it that's not encoded. We some, don't know some where of it came
0: from or who wrote it
4: originally. Don't know who wrote it. Some of it has been small bits and pieces of it has been decoded, okay. but the guy basically invented a language. It's not. It's not like written in.
0: It's not like their version Roman of Roman letters. Rings. It's not
4: written in Chinese. It's not written in a language. He made no up a, scripts it's like, that
0: we recognize.
4: Right, like it's like he made up. It's like if he wrote it in Klingon or something. Just a language he made up. Um, and it's obvious. It's also not whatever and it's not the coded language is also not english it's probably latin or something like that um which makes it all the more difficult
0: yeah right uh, to you're, you're also digging through hundreds of years of cultural evolution to try to get down to what the context might even be that would be difficult as well yeah well they cracked but, the uh, egyptian language so maybe they'll eventually crack this Wow! One. But i bet there's probably more they resources. The Stone to help that oh okay Okay. So then they also had more resources.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I probably wouldn't be very good at decoding something like that, but I'd be fascinated to flip through its pages uh, at some point if you have it with you and we're in person. Um, yeah, I'll definitely sure. look it up online because it almost seems like some good fodder for uh, for writing, to be honest. I love stuff like that. Like I have a story yeah. developed about the Antikyther, Antikythera mechanism. Oh,
1: I'm probably yeah. Probably saying
0: that. Uh, yeah. Um, that kind of stuff, like, you know, it has its roots in reality and then you add your sci-fi elements on top of it. And it seems like up yeah. that alley. So good story fodder there. If nothing. Yeah, else. Yeah.
4: You would, you would dig this. I mean, this, this is, this thing, this manuscript was obviously written by a guy who wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. Cause okay. it was encoded. Okay. It obviously has real stuff in it. There's some things in it that are real and there's some stuff in it. That's like wild, you know, like, it's like, what is this shit? But it must um, so, have just yeah, been for him because
0: he leaves no clues to how to decode it, or maybe that the key was lost or something. But um, yeah, back then you could be persecuted, and people were for being having anything written down that was anti church, right? Anti church doctrine uh, could get you killed. So I imagine there may have been some good motivation to encode it, particularly yeah. if he was a. Obviously, the guy was smart if he was able to do this. So he was probably uh, a pretty good thinker at the time and, and possibly strayed outside of what was considered uh, not blasphemy. Uh, and that may have been some kind of motivation there. Fascinating stuff, yeah. though. Very cool. And a neat yeah. gift, too. Yeah. Very thoughtful gift. Um, cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, it's and probably... Good luck to code again, man yeah yeah yeah. let us know how that goes you're gonna do it. it's funny serial killer we still haven't figured out what his deal was right (laughs) the zodiac Zodiac guy we haven't been able to decode um, that either have we
4: i think someone actually cracked it recently very recently yeah i saw a documentary
0: recently here's the problem with something like that i feel like i was oversaturated with zodiac killer documentaries to the point where and they happen at different times and people have their different theories that i it's all mixed up in my head I don't remember what's fact and what's been overturned and what's popular as far as the theory goes now. So, may have even solved it. I, mean, I know a lot of people had ideas, but so if someone Cruz, cracked right? that, then we figure out. To me, figure oh, out that's that's right. Ted, it was Ted, Ted, Ted
3: Cruz. Yeah. yeah, Ted Cruz is it actually? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well,
0: let's let's yeah. get whoever cracked that. Uh, let's get this book into their hands, and see to have them have them uh, have a go at it. See where they get. um, Aliens is my answer. I think it's aliens. Okay, time to probably crack the champagne bottles and have a toast to the new year as we say our goodbyes.
2: I think I'll miss you most of all.
0: I'll miss the uh, 20s episodes, a classic, and now it's the Great Depression (laughs) of the 30s. Now, uh, it goes by so fast, too. But uh, it is time to say goodbye. Dorothy's here to remind us of that, sad as it is. Um, But we'll start with uh, Devin, Mr. Devin Schwartz first. Goodbye, sir.
3: I I have been Devin Schwartz. You can find me at Devin Schwartz one on Twitter. And game over, man. Game over. Game year over, 2021. Year oh, over. Shit, yep. Game over.
0: You, year over. Game set match. Year. Um. We'll see you in 2023. <laughs> yeah, et cetera. It's just everything's over all the way down. That's our that's our uh, mythology. <laughs> <laughs> and it might be true at this point. Uh, let's leave on that positive note. Uh, James Pepe. Yeah, I I have been and still am
4: <laughs> James Pepe. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in and watching or listening or uh, doing all those things like smashing that like button fucking ringing the bell all that bullshit
0: <laughs> hey you're stepping on my lines now that's my bad oh sorry 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 <laughs> uh and uh, i'll send yeah, the copy to over s- to you you can do it this week how about that hope
4: to see you guys back for uh next season next
0: year yeah come on back we always have 100 percent authentic james pepe featured in the show yep. so uh, come back for that not no except no substitutes yeah And this has been, I'll look at yours if you look at mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a five-star review, dot your I's, cross your T's, sign here, initial here, and don't forget to tell your friends. And remember to watch Get Out. Which came out in 2017, now streaming on FX Now and Spectrum TV for our next series show in a fortnight from now. I love saying fortnight, not the game though. The word. Until next time, lookers. Keep on looking. <laughs>